He's blunt, but he's fair. This is Drew Berquist, former counterterrorism officer, realist, and host of This Is My Show, which starts now. <clears throat> I'm Drew Berquist. This is my show. That was the scene last night in Simi Valley at the second GOP primary debate. Chaos, utter chaos. Multiple scenes of chaos there. We're going to get into said debate here shortly. Uh, we'll have some hearty conversation about it. Shall we? I just wanted to say hearty. Hardy. I know every time that I hear the, the term hearty, it reminds me of like a stew or a... Uh, you know, something made in a crock pot. Yes, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> that's, that's, and that, and that, I, but, but you're absolutely right. And we're headed into that seat. It kind of feels like that kind of a day to day, except for it's humid and warm out, but it looks like a blustery fall day where you'd have a hearty meal. Yes. We're right on the, right on the edge of cuffing season. Oh dear. What's that? Cuffing season is pretty much for like Gen Z and millennials where they get into short term relationships just for the winter months. Oh, so okay. That's <laughs> let's not talk about those those <laughs> those things. Those that generation. Um, let's just let's uh, let's talk about what we're going to get into today, uh, which extends beyond cuffing. It, it just does. Uh, Tom and I uh, here alone in the studio have been singing songs to each other all day. It's been it's been fantastic. Yes. Um, and hearing the creaks and the <laughs> groans and the <laughs> in the building. Yeah. yeah, it's windy. It is windy. That's for damn sure. A blustery day. Some might say we're going to get into that GOB GOP debate. We'll, we'll recap that U.S. military report that's out there. We're going to talk about in the second hour. Pretty, pretty troubling. Not surprising. Pretty troubling. So we're, we're going to get into that, talk about uh, a bill that Eli Crane's getting through the House. Uh, this, as it pertains to that other report, there's, there's a scenario that looks awful uh, if, if we go to war with China. Not that going to war with China on its own merit is, is a good thing. That's awful. But the, the numbers that you're going to see, awful. Just awful stuff. Tons of stuff we're going to get to the third hour. It's Thursday, so of course we will do That's Meme-tastic. Before we get into all that, though, folks, please take care of your savings. Look out, look out for that IRA account, that 401k account, both of them, if you have multiple of each, all of them, whatever the case might be. And whether you've got a small amount in there, a medium amount, a sizable amount, if it's sizable, please send us a note, producer at redbeachmedia.com. We'd love to talk to you about investing in the future. But, but no, in, in all seriousness, the economy sucks. It's in tatters. So please take care of, of your funds. You've got to safeguard them. There's so much uncertainty out there. I hope none of the stuff, there's, there's bad stuff happening now. I hope none of the bigger stuff that's being talked about and we talk about here a lot doesn't happen. But you need to be prepared one way or the other. And there is a straightforward, entirely legal tax loophole that you can take advantage of. All you have to do is contact my friends over at American Alternative Assets. They will talk you through all of it. They'll give you a free wealth protection guide. And you can come away from it knowing how to safeguard your wealth from a failing dollar in volatile markets. So call them, 833, the number 2, USA Gold. That's 833-287-2465, or you can go to protectfrombiden.com. Okay, so before the, you know, yesterday, second GOP primary debate, 
Third one coming up in November, I believe it is. Before the debate even started, though, Gavin Newsom, who was on the scene to represent the Biden administration, said this. Take a listen. Governor, what do you think is going to be the takeaway after this debate from the American people? I think it will be clear that Trump comes out the dominant force after this debate. I mean, this is the XFL. This is JV. I mean, honestly, I mean, this is maybe, maybe a vice presidential debate. These guys are getting lapped by Donald Trump. It's not even close. It's not even interesting. And I think what's most interesting to me is, do they recognize that? Or are they actually going to show up and run against the guy that's in the way of their prospects to be the nominee? It's a zero-sum game. It's a binary choice at the end of the day. It's not a ranked-choice voting. So either these guys come after the front-runner and distinguish themselves, or otherwise they're wasting everybody's time. And I say this with love and respect. There's a reason some of the advertising is being discounted for this debate. People don't even want to tune in because they know that all right so pretty pretty stinging words this is the xfl this is junior varsity man i mean he's channeling right there he's channeling uh trump with that answer it would seem right oh, that's totally trump saying the advertising they're not even here for the advertising it's gone down because i'm not there it's gone down <laughs> right no it's uh it's man it's it's something um do you feel like there's like a shadow election going on or a shadow campaign? Well, it does kind of seem that way, right? Because you've got Gavin there. You've got you've got Gavin and and uh, DeSantis set for their debate later. I think that's in November. And all of this is going on. And he's there ripping on everyone, but he's particularly ripping on DeSantis. There's another interview that we might show today. We'll probably show tomorrow on Coin Club. And it's like... Hold on, like what, what, what it, what is going on here? Because these debates all seem useless. We'll get to that in a second. These debates seem useless. You've got Trump over here, Biden over there, and then somehow there's this other race happening here <laughs> between the two of them, and it's really interesting, really interesting to see. We're gonna get back to that in a second. I just, I got to hit on this fact though, like that, that was. I actually kind of liked what he said there. Because it was true. Newsom rarely says true things. And he, he had a purpose for it. And he's a douchebag of a person. 100%. 100%. But calling these debates... Last night's debate was a hot mess. <laughs> calling these debates JV and the XFL, which, by the way, is merging with the USFL. Um, so, so that's happening. We're not going to talk about that today. Um, but... It was, it was a stinging blow. If you're one of those candidates hearing that, you're like, that, that, that's not true. It kind of is. Damn it. He's right. He's right. He's right. But they need, the, the Democrats need someone like that to come stir up their base. And, and you've got Gavin who's doing it. Joe's not going to be doing that. No, sir. Uh, but let's get to the actual debate itself. And then we'll kind of pontificate and speculate about all of this stuff that's going on. And um, to be honest with you, we do have some clips. I'm not going to show a ton of clips because the honest truth of the matter here as it pertains to last night is that if Trump is able to stay in this race, stay on the ballot in all 50 states, last night didn't matter. These candidates' messages don't really matter, and neither will the third debate. It just, it just doesn't matter. And, I, and you guys know this about me. This is not me saying I'm choosing one person or another. Just me saying the truth. Last night was totally I didn't I didn't watch most of last night. I just watched clips 
today for the show. It's like, I'm not going to waste my time watching this. <laughs> no, nothing's going to change. No one on that stage is going to win unless, unless Trump isn't in the picture, at which point then it's going to come down to one of the top, top few there, probably just DeSantis or Haley. But, but it, was, it just was dumb. But here was a truthful statement. Speaking of DeSantis, here was a truthful statement from DeSantis who jumped in um, – during an argument and like in Milwaukee, he, I mean, he had a pretty good night. All things considered, considering who he was going up against, had a pretty good night. Here was, here was um, that scene. You voted he has for, made you, sure that the you borders are open and they haven't done anything. Look at everything that's happened for 12 years. Where have you been? Where have you been, Tim? 12 years. I voted on most of those things. We've waited I have voted and nothing most, has here, happened. Here's what you've done. Years. Here's the thing that I just find interesting. Ron, Ron, let me finish All the first. All these guys have said here's the fact, and I appreciate a lot of the things they're saying. Nikki I'm Haley. the only one up here who's gotten in the big fights and has delivered big victories for the people of Florida, and that's what it's all about. You can always talk, but when, when it gets hot in there, when they're shooting arrows at you, are you going to be stand up for parents' rights, keep the state free? Are you going to be able to do all those things? And in the state of Florida, because of our success, the Democratic Party lies in ruins. We have won the big fights. We have turned our state into a Republican state. People respond to leadership. I've done it while others have talked about, about it. Okay. So... He, he jumps in there. A lot of sheen going on on Nikki Haley's <laughs> outfit there. Um, I, I feel like I had something from um, West Elm that matched that in my first condo. Just, I, and I'm not trying to pick on her. It's just that was a very sheeny, very sheeny, very sheeny outfit that she had on there. But he jumps in and he says, "I'm the only only one who's been in these fights, won some of these fights." And look, I, I'm not going to take that from him. He's been a hell of a governor. He's been in, in some of those fights. He has won some of those fights. He's done some great things for the people of Florida. Uh, you know, again, collectively on the night, from the parts that I saw, he had a decent enough night. But the fact of the matter is, even if you're a DeSantis, and I like DeSantis. I've told you that. I like DeSantis. He's, yes, he does some awkward things. That he's not perfect. But He's 50 points, according to some polls, down on the. It just doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Unless, unless Trump either goes to prison or Trump is not on all 50 ballots, at which point then it does matter. And then that's why you have a third debate and that's why you keep your campaigns going and all of that. And maybe they know something that we don't know. But if, if with the information that was available to the American people was true, these are completely useless. So, yes, you probably won the night. The The establishment would say that Nikki Haley won the night. But who cares? Like, if, if winning the night does you no good, that doesn't matter. The only thing these debates are doing for me is making me hate everybody on that stage even more. You know, the first debate was kind of like, you know, there, there was a couple here and there, you know, who I've always sort of tolerated. But... The first debate, Asa, Pence, Christie, right off the bat, hateable. When I see Tim Scott and Nikki Haley going at it, or Nikki Haley going at it with uh, uh, Vivek Ramayummy, <laughs> I, 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 they're just... <sighs> it's just, it's sad and weird. It's like a sitcom gone bad. You yeah. know, it's just, it feels like I'm just, I'm watching some kind of a, a variety show. You know, like Carol Burnett or something. Well, it's not 
it's not great rama yummy um <laughs> but i do feel like, i feel like that the rnc is they they are so past trump they don't want the i guarantee you they don't want him as a candidate i think oh 100 they, they've said that i mean yeah yeah. You, yeah no and so what they're doing right now is they're just trying to drag either desantis or nikki haley to the finish line and yeah. you can feel it you can feel you know their positioning you can feel the questions that are being you know given to each of them and their responses it just seems like such a pathetic effort on ronna romney and the rest of the you know deep state ghoulish gop trying to be the washington generals and just say hey we've got a team and here it is they're coming back on the court and this time they might beat the globetrotters <laughs> which we all know doesn't how is that gonna end yeah no it, it doesn't end well and and you're right i i feel that way too feels like they are being drugged across and it's just one of these situations where um I, I, you don't want to get to that point right especially if you're a diehard trumper but you don't want to get to that point where it's like well I guess I got to vote for that one or that one. like you don't want but you feel like that's the situation. I that is the 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 sentiment and the feel that's just out there is it's either going to be him or it's going to be something. Yeah, it's like you have your eye, you've been doing all your research and you have the sports card that you really want to buy and then once you get to the lot for some reason the dealership has taken the wheels off the sports car and they're like you know what i know you had your heart set on this ferrari that has no more tires on it but can i interest you in this you know 1998 toyota corolla well it's it's the scene from from vacation where he ends up at the family truckster <laughs> yeah <laughs> and his car is smashed already that's such a great scene um no it, it, it is that way well so but, but for the debate, that doesn't really matter. DeSantis had a fine night. I didn't watch all the Nikki Haley clips. I hear from the establishment types that she had a, a swimming night. Uh, I don't necessarily <laughs> believe it. But, but it wouldn't be debate coverage at this studio if we didn't show you a clip of Doug Burgum. So we're going to share a clip of Doug Burgum, and we're going to make Tom happy with it. He calls Rama, Rama Swami Rama yummy, and he would just cozy up in the eyebrows of Doug Burgum if he could. Here was Doug last night. A Univision poll found that mass shootings and gun safety are one of the most important issue for Latino voters. Issues. Mental health concerns are not unique to the United States, but gun violence is. What is your specific plan to curb gun violence? Well, first we need to know is understand is I think that the liberal left is seems to be just completely bent on prosecuting law-abiding citizens that are gun owners because every solution they have to this is take away the Second Amendment rights of Americans and somehow that's going to solve the problem. But all these cities was, that we're talking about that you showed the videos of tonight, they have some of the strictest gun laws in the country. So we know that that's not what's working. But what we have to do is get back to the core issues about the, the family. We have to get back to behavioral health and mental health. We've got to get back to actually enforcing the laws. These people talk. So Dougie Boy is right. Burgum is right here. Clearly. He, he won the night. Yeah, he won the night, according <laughs> to Tom Cunningham. We're saying it. Uh, but no, I mean, clearly the anti-gun laws in blue cities aren't working, right? And, and instead, you're, you're, you're having the communities totally be torn apart. 
And and what's interesting, but, I, but so he's right on that point. But the the first time I heard this, and then again hearing it there, is notice how the Latina chick there—I forget her name—the Univision chick, whatever, doesn't matter—said that gun violence is a problem that's exclusive to America. Talking about so many things, but this is just your big issue here in America. Well, first of all, step off, bitch. If you if you think think that are going to come in here with that attitude, get on out. But but no, it's not. It's actually not an exclusively America issue. According to a lot of data out there, we're not even in the top ten. There's some places, some polls that are uh, data sources that have us not even in the top fifty or hundred. But but there was one that I pulled up just to be to be a little bit more cautious, and it's, it's few years old, but it was countries with the highest rates of violent gun death, meaning homicides, someone being shot, shot dead with a, a, a gun per 100,000 residents, we weren't in the top 10. Not, not, it's not an exclusive problem to the United States. I know that's a great talking point. It sounds convenient to your message and your narrative, but the, 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 the problem that you're missing here, and you frequently do this on the left, is it's just not true. <laughs> it's just fabricated bullshit. Repeat a lie over and over again and it becomes the truth. O.J. Simpson has proved that time and time again. This whole thing, obviously this reporter has never been down to Mexico on the United States-Mexican border to check out the cities there like Nuevo Laredo. And the violence is going down there. You want to talk about gunplay? That's the place where they have pretty full-on firefights every night and then take people, the cartels, and string them up on overpasses. So this whole shit about this is exclusive to the United States, it's not. If we want to talk about violence, look at the violence where all these immigrants or all these illegal aliens are coming from. Those are some of the most violent countries on Earth. Yeah. And for her to say, well, th it also brings up another point, which, you know, it is counterintuitive to this point that's made. There's two points that left always likes to bring up. One, gun violence is something that's exclusive to the United States, which is patently false and a lie. And number two, we have systemic racism in this country. If either one of those were true, why would we have 9 million people who have already flooded into our country and then 10,000 a day that are coming in now? Yeah. Those are just blatant lies, and the people that keep saying those are blatant liars with a different agenda that we're not privy to. Yeah. No, you're 100% right. 100% right. It's like we were talking about that yesterday. Listen to what they're saying, and then just do a little bit of evaluation and see what's actually happening, and they never, never match up. I, I, I really do wish—I mean, I, I'm, I'm jealous that they can get away with such lazy and, and bogus lies— but I really do at the same time wish they would be more creative of ra rather just being like, you know, what's that? What's that child thing? I know. I know you're not. But what am I? What, what is that? <laughs> yeah. I, uh, yeah. I, I know what you are, but what am I? So, yeah. Something yeah. like that. Um, anyways. And it has to be done, of course, in the childish voice and tone. But. We, we have to show the clip of the night. It's the most watched clip of the night. Here's Chris Christie pretending that he matters and trying to act tough. Take a listen. 
We need law and order back in our suburbs. People are threatened there. We need it in our rural areas. People feel threatened there. And we need it in Washington, D.C. also. And Donald Trump should be here to answer for that, but he's not. And I want to look at that camera right now and tell you, Donald, I know you're watching. You can't help yourself. I know you're watching, okay? And you're not here tonight, not because of polls and not because of your indictments. You're not here tonight because you're afraid of being on the stage and defending your record. You're ducking these things. And let me tell you what's going to happen. You keep doing that, no one up here is going to call you Donald Trump anymore. We're going to call you Donald Duck. All right. <laughs> My God. I mean, honestly, he should pull out of the race just for making such a bad joke. That is, seriously, it was that bad. Like, I I would take it a step further and... and it, it, I'll, I'll just leave it there. But it, it's so pathetic. It, it, it was so. It's like such low hanging fruit. And then after he said it, Twitter started blowing up with Porky Pig and making comparisons to him. <laughs> well, you just know. I mean, honestly, no one likes you. No one likes you. There's so many things to pick on, and then you're going to come out and and think that that's going to play well. And you know he's been practicing that for weeks. I mean, p- picture this. Here, here's a thought for you. Chris Christie in his hotel in his underwear mm. screaming that line at the mirror. Cause that happened. I promise you that happened. Oh yeah. And then he goes out and he tries to execute it and it falls flat. You know why? Because it's the worst freaking joke ever. <laughs> it's not even a zing. It literally you insulted yourself. Like it was offensive to my ears to hear that. I mean, it was just that bad. And and again, you're Chris Christie. No one likes you, bro. You, you, this is going to blow up in your face, and it did, to your point. It did. People are having so much fun with it, and it's – it. I, I don't get – I was talking to um, Mike Sparaza earlier today, did, did a hit on his show, which you'll be able to watch tomorrow, a uh, new show here on Red Voice Media. Great guy. Uh, make sure you give him a follow on, on Twitter or X. But, you know, we were talking about, like – so, and we've we've discussed it here too, but there's so many people on that stage that just it's ridiculous that they even are pretending to care because Chris Christie has no shot in hell. Asa Hutchinson didn't even get the invite for last night. <laughs> you know, Will Hurd didn't get the invite for either. Doug, we love Doug Burgum. Burgum doesn't have a shot in hell. Like, and most of them don't. Again, because Trump's ahead of them so much, but. I just I don't I don't understand. I mean, think of the ego to to one think that what you just said was cool and effective. Wow. And then and then two that like I'm going to stay I'm going to stick in this. I'm going to slay him with this. Boss, that line is fantastic. The way that you delivered it in front of us when we're having, you know, our uh, our session about, you know, our prep for the for the debate. You nail him with that. And you know what? That looking directly into the camera and being forceful. So it's like, Donald, it's me and you. I'm going after you right now. And I got a zinger. So you might want to sit down for this one. And it just was like, really? That's all you've got? That's that's your fastball right there? (laughs) Especially the other thing that I love about Christy, he presides over one of the most corrupt state governments ever, or presided over one of the most state uh, corrupt most uh, most corrupt state governments in the United States being New Jersey. And he's like, "Well, you know, I got this portion of the Democrat vote when I got into office." That's true, but you follow John Corzine, who 
old John was indicted on multiple counts of fraud, bribery, all kinds of corruption. And that's not a high bar to cross. All you had to do was waddle across the finish line and the people of New Jersey were going to vote for you. And that's what happened. You're not some great statesman that's able to get Democrats to reach across the aisle to you. You're just a big fat piece of shit that was electable. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Period. Period. End of story. Um, So... As this is going on, of course, and I didn't see the final ratings numbers. I can't imagine they were good. But as this is going on, you got Twitter where Tucker and Bill Riley sat down. You got Trump going. And I was telling Tom earlier, some, you know, there's a lot of polls out there on, on Twitter yesterday. Which one are you going to watch tonight of these three? I'm like, Neither. Like, I'm, I'm not going to. I hate politics. And when I go home, I want to spend time with my family and drink to get rid of the, the talking of politics that we just did. It is remarkable that that's what I do for a living. But but I, I didn't want to do any of them. Um, but I knew he'd have a good night. It's not because I don't like him. I just wanted to turn off, right? But he he was there, and, and Biden had been there, was it the day before, earlier in the week? Yeah, earlier, like Tuesday or something. So, something yeah. like that. So he, um, he had been there. Yeah, I think it was the day before. And Trump Trump said this. All right. I mean, I watch you out there with the pickets, but I don't think you're picketing for the right thing. But if they endorse me, your leadership, you can tell them I said it, although I have a feeling they may be watching tonight. Because, you know, when Biden came here yesterday, they only had 11 people. I'll bet you we have 10,000 people standing outside. Right? I I bet. I bet they do, too. (laughs) I bet they, too. So, So, look, here's the deal. Here's how this all shook out. I didn't see the final numbers for the Tucker Bill O'Reilly sit down either. I'm sure they weren't that crazy. No one cares about Bill O'Reilly anymore. But Trump won the night. Trump will, as I said earlier, win the nomination unless the worst happens, at which point there will be discussion about, okay, well, then which conservative wins it out of the ones that are left? But the bigger question will be, what does our country look like if, if the former happens? So... We we uh, we've got a lot of issues, man. We got a lot of of problems that are going to come if 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 that happens. And and if he gets in, I also don't think all of our problems are going to go away either. I'm not that optimistic. Uh, I think he'll do better than anyone else. But um, <clears throat> but he definitely won the night for sure, for sure. What I found interesting about that soundbite is when it started, he said, "I don't think you're picketing for the right thing." And if you look at why they're on strike, well, mainly. When when the UAW or any other kind of big union calls for a strike, it's always the people, the union bosses that do it. And what's behind the union bosses to do this strike? There's, it's not to like have a four day work week. I'm sure that you know a four day work week would be great. Yes, but you know, 32 hours a week. This is more of along the lines of trying to crush the automotive industry, especially when it comes to fossil fuel vehicles and this whole, you know, surge into into EVs. They need to destroy the automobile, the automobile manufacturing so they can reimagine it with only EVs. So, unfortunately... Auto workers who are in this position, who are union members, they're stuck to what the union bosses tell them to do. And 
I don't think that the union boss, I think the union, well, it's obvious the union bosses and the Democrat Party are like this. So whatever the main play for the Democrat Party is in wanting this strike is the main reason. This has nothing to do with wages or days, the days of work or anything else. Yeah. No, I... <clears throat> I think that's a I think that's a fair point, um, and and it is important to remember that that connection uh, behind the scenes there. Let's speed ahead um, uh, to the question of the day, and, and before we go to a break here, uh, and it has to do with everything we just talked about. The question is this: What? And and I, if you think there is one, or you don't think there is one, I, I want like some 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 nuanced answers here. What is the point of a third GOP primary debate? Because it's going to happen. It's going to happen, and then you've also got the the Newsom DeSantis one that's going to happen. What is the point of that third primary debate, though? Let us know your answers. We'll discuss it as well when we come back. We're going to get into CNN said something right. They said something quasi right, which is which is interesting. We'll talk about that. We got plenty of other stories coming up right after the break. If you're like me and you want to be prepared for the unexpected. That's where the wellness company's emergency medical kit comes Over in. 40% of Americans say that they would avoid a doctor or a hospital unless it was a catastrophic situation. Medical emergency kits with ivermectin. The kit contains eight potentially life-saving medications for you to keep on hand in the event of natural disasters, supply chain shortages, medical emergencies, or like an apocalyptic situation. These are the actual medications that you would need in the event of certain situations. So they've got emergency antibiotics, antivirals, antiparasitics. Get more of Drew, and this is my show with Coin Club, exclusively on the RVM Network. Coin Club members get a This Is My Show Challenge coin, an exclusive Friday morning show for Coin Club members only, automatic entry into show-related sweepstakes, and other in-studio bonuses. Plus, members get access to all other premium content on the RVM Network, and no ads on written content on redvoicemedia.com. So join the club and carry your coin with pride. Go to dbcoinclub.com. Military and first responders get 30% off their memberships. Again, that's dbcoinclub.com. Current Drew Crew members need not apply. Military and first responder discounts are available on monthly or annual memberships. All members, regardless of subscription type, are automatically entered into sweepstakes. However, challenge coins are only issued to annual members. Learn more at dbcoinclub.com. Attention Americans, breaking news. Biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is underway. Don't be fooled, it won't benefit you. Take action now. The Federal Reserve phase deployment of FedNow began on July 1st, 2023. Be prepared, this may catch many off guard. Your hard earned assets are in jeopardy, but there's a simple legal tax loophole to opt out of the digital dollar. Reach out to American Alternative Assets for a free wealth protection guide and discover how to safeguard your wealth with gold and silver IRAs against a failing dollar and volatile markets. Visit protectfrombiden.com. This invaluable guide provides precise steps to transfer your IRA or 401k into precious metals without any tax consequences. Be smart. Don't let Biden force you into using the government's new digital dollar. Visit protect 
protectfrombiden.com to get your free guide and get started. Again, that's protectfrombiden.com. You're cold. You're freezing. You're cold. Oh, I'm You're cold. Freezing. You're cold. Alaska cold. Ice. Ice cubes. Cold. Warming. Warmer. 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 Colder. Warmer. 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 You're on fire! Oh, you're hot! You're so hot! It is you're so hot! Seriously? Welcome back. Question of the day was, what is the point of a third GOP primary debate? Here are the answers. There is no point to a third GOP debate, says Andy. I don't think there's a point, says Barb. There's no point for a third, says Carolyn. No point in another debate, but if they did, they should narrow it down to the top three, um, not including Trump. Mudcat, all I know is a third debate needs to be better moderated. Good God. A vote off the island by a moderator? There needs to be serious discussion on what these people plan to do, not a spat. Um, <clears throat> prefer listening to the contenders in an interview, not a slugfest shit show, shit show presentation, uh, which it, it, it was. Um, it got out of hand. I mean, that we started the show at the cold open today with it, one of the scenes of where it was out of hand. You had three moderators which I think is ridiculous. And it was a total, I mean, literally, let's give someone from Univision a spot. Like, I mean, that's, that's that was such an afterthought. She may as, well have, may as well have been from MSNBC with the questions that she asked. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, I, 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 I do, I, well, let's get your answer first. Well, my well, I've got two answers. The first answer is the reason why there's there's going to be a third GOP debate is because Mike Pence is going to pull his face off and reveal that he's a lizard person. Then, and actually, during Operation High Jump, that the United States and the Nazis fought a nuclear war, and the United States ended up losing because of the alien technology that's down in Antarctica, and now there are hybrid alien Nazis that are running the planet. But if that doesn't happen, <laughs> if that doesn't happen, this is my, you know, that one is way out of left field, and so is this one, but this one's a little bit more tenable, is it's if Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis don't pull any better, they're going to slide in Glenn Youngkin to see how he does. There's a lot of talk about that. There is a lot of talk about that. <clears throat> there was, I, was, I saw just another report on it actually before we, we went live here today. Um, okay, <laughs> very, that one much more tenable. Uh, saying it's much more tenable than the first is, 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 is a low bar. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Um, F News says the point of a third GOP debate is to assist the deep state 
read the mil uh, military industrial complex and keeping Trump down. McDaniels is another McRhino, McConnell, McCain, McCarthy, and Romney McDaniels. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, no, I, I, it's going to happen. So I, that much we know, right? It's definitely going to happen. They're going to do it. They're going to, as you said earlier, try and drag some people across the line, even if poll numbers are going down. And, and frankly, even if they kind of come up, because right now, and it doesn't matter, because right now the gap is so huge. There's, it's so huge. So I, there is no point in, in the world that we exist in today and what we know is going on today. The, the only point is, I would say, and I, 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 my answer is there's no point. But the only reason that there could be a point playing devil's advocate is, again, if they know something we don't know and Trump's not going to be allowed to run or Trump's going to be off the ballot in some key states— uh, at which point, then you do you do need one because you got whether it's Yunkin, DeSanta, whoever the hell it's going to be. I, I don't frankly care who it is. Um, I care whether or not we could keep a country at that point, and that if we do have an election, that someone can beat Joe or Gavin or Michelle or whoever the hell they they put up. It does seem more and more like it's Gavin. But also, I also think that it's also going to be the fourth debate because then in between you've got the DeSantis. Newsom debate happening and the third the point of the third debate might be able to to might be in part to take if DeSantis wins that debate play upon what you know the issues that that played to his strength during that debate where he shut Newsom down yeah by the flip side of it if DeSantis totally eats shit during that during that debate it's your last chance to try and reinvigorate his campaign to try and drag him across if something happens to Trump. Yeah. I think that'll be, I mean, look, I, I think it's weird as shit that that debate's happening. <laughs> it's so friggin' weird. It's the shadow campaign. But I do think it's going to be, an, like, I, I do think I'll tune into that one because you have America's governor during COVID in DeSantis, someone who, who did a phenomenal job on all of that stuff against this tyrannical dictatorial douchebag who has come up with the worst policies ever that are so oppressive to its people. The state is in tatters and still because he's a Democrat stands up there like, aren't I great? And people are like, yes, you are. And then you just are kind of looking at both of them like, how is this exchange happening? How are you guys not seeing him for what he is? All that to say, they both, they, they both are fighters with their words. And I'm, 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 I'm curious to see how that goes down. It will, it will go a long way for him DeSantis, if if he's able to come out with a with a solid victory that night, I, again, it's not going to cover the gap between he and Trump. Just in terms of his brand, which has kind of been going south since the the launch, it was hot, it was hot, and now it's not so hot. So yeah. we'll see. It, I see DeSantis like one of those airplanes at an air show that you know is like the Skyrider where it's got the smoke coming out of it. You know how they stall the engine. When they get up to a certain point and then they come back down to earth, <laughs> that's what that's the way I see the sort of the DeSantis campaign going. You know, is a stunt plane that's going up and up and up, and then the engine stalls, and now we're coming back down, and hopefully you can restart the engine before yeah. he burns into the earth. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, we're we're not calling for that for sure. Um, F News says the U.S. Constitution says he, meaning Trump, can run. Uh, 100%. I get it. I get it. <laughs> Here's the problem. 
the left doesn't care about the Constitution. Neither does the right. And that's not going to be that. We can't rely on logic and law to ensure that the right things happen. And I know you, you're smart. I know you know that. But, but that's, that's not how the other side plays. And when, we, and when people get comfortable and rest on their laurels like, well, according to this and according to what they have and all these indictments are bullshit, which they are, it shouldn't go anywhere. Yeah, but I, I just caution people. Remember how vile they are and how committed to winning they are, I don't rule anything out. There's there's nothing that says um, that he can't do it, even if he goes to prison. I mean, th- th- there'd be some unprecedented things happening. But I'm just saying, they, these guys play to win. Our side doesn't. Right. And, and that's the big... That's the big distinguishing factor here. It doesn't matter what the laws or the Constitution says. Right. And Woodrow Wilson had Eugene Debs. Eugene Debs was a socialist just like uh, Woodrow Wilson. But at the time, Woodrow Wilson couldn't come right out and say that he was a socialist, so he was progressive. But when he had a real socialist that would take away some of his votes, he had Eugene Debs put in jail, but Eugene Debs still stayed on the ballot for the election. Yeah. There you go. That's your history, uh, your history nugget <laughs> for the day. Okay, well, I'm glad that we've solved all of this. Um, <clears throat> let's move on. Let's move on to to something here where we've got a couple clips today, t- two that I can think of for sure. There, there's maybe more that just kind of might shock you because you have someone, or in, the, in this case, well, still someone, but on a network saying something that's actually correct. This is John Miller on CNN saying something true. True. Take a listen. In California, if it's under $1,000 worth of goods taken, it's a misdemeanor. And so there are some who argue that by having that law in place, it just doesn't put a stop to this. Is that the case in all these cities? Is that part of this? Poppy, I think it is. And, you know, the litmus test there is where is this happening? And you're seeing this kind of, uh, you know, looting happening. I mean, uh, shoplifting and organized retail theft happen in... Uh, places like New York, Los Angeles, Philadelphia. Um, if you look at where Target closed nine stores yesterday, four stores in San Francisco, stores in Seattle, stores in Portland, stores in New York, um, these are places where bail reform laws, criminal justice reforms have taken the inside of a jail cell out of the equation. So shoplifting is a crime where a judge can't set bail. Think about this. In New York City, there are just over 300 people who have between them 4,000 arrests, 70% of them are not in jail, and they account for 30% of all shoplifting in New York. This is actually their job. They go out to steal every day, and that has gone up significantly because they know getting put in jail is not in the equation any longer because of the laws that say it's a no-bail offense and DA's policies are they don't want people in custody for what they call non-violent crimes. I mean, <laughs> he's right. Yes, he's I mean, correct. <laughs> I mean, I feel like we throw a party, like someone on CNN said something factual. Yeah. Here's why these problems are happening. Here's why the criminals are thinking and behaving the way that they are. Here's why. And, and then actually laying out the right answer. Usually it's Republicans or Trump or something that happened a hundred years or whatever, some bullshit answer. 
I, that's literally, I mean, that's all I, I, only, I just wanted to play the clip for that very reason. John Miller on CNN said something that was correct. Right. And the way that I look at not prosecuting property crimes, and especially in these blue hell holes, it's conditioning to get people to, to, to think of stuff, things, possessions of not being yours as being right. sort of communal. And it, to me, it's the erosion of private property. And that's the ultimate goal is to make possessions of yours or items that you want that you save money to, to, buy, to purchase be meaningless and for no ownership of any kind of private property, which leads us to 2030, you will own nothing and be happy. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, that's a possibility. I don't know. I, my, my gut feeling tells me when it comes to the Democrats and to the, the lifetime rhinos being on the same team as they are and being, you know, this elitist class that looks down on everybody else, I always, I always lean to the more nefarious side of things, and that always seems to be the case in the end. So that's why I'm going to lean more nefarious to this, where it's, you know, in some ways it's kind of social justice in some of the eyes of Democrats, being able to, you know, loot and take whatever you want and have, you know, no ramifications from it. But the other side to me is is the broader picture of eliminating private property. Yeah. And this is one this is the, the start of that elimination. I, I think I think you're pulling on the right thread there. Um, let's move on to one of your favorite people. Yes. Shall we? Yes. <laughs> because America's dumbest politician. And that's a I mean, you don't want to win that competition. But America's dumbest politician, Hank Johnson was asked about the border crisis. Here's what the terminally dimwit adult had to say. People are breaking the rules, paying a criminal organization to do so, to get to the front of the line. Does that concern you? Have you ever been to the border before to see what's happening? Yes, I have. I've spent a lot of time at the border, yeah. You didn't talk with the right people, apparently, because your information, your questions based on, uh, you know, your questions are kind of off base. <laughs> I mean, you're not asking the right person. Tra translation, you're not talking to people who will help perpetuate a lie. Yes. Yeah, I mean, that, that's that's what you're saying there, Hank. Have you been there? Yes. I bet she's been there a oh. way a lot more than you. Oh, well, shit. He's well, never been there. And so he thinks it's one of those things when you haven't done something and you have such a high vision of yourself, you, you think other people have never had that experience before. Right. Yeah. And that's what he was going with. And then it just blew up in his face when she said, yeah, I've been down there. And he's like, oh, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I think that you're not talking to the right people. And I think you're way off base in your questioning. It's like, what are you talking about? Hey. <laughs> And you know he doesn't know. <laughs> no, he has no idea. He just knows that the lie that he's supposed to perpetuate, but he doesn't have the mental ability to come up with anything to try and throw her off track. If you notice how Newsom, how smooth he is, oh, butthole was the best of it. He could throw anybody off track with just that old, you know, well, you know, going off in these weird directions to try and answer this question. They go, oh, yeah, we'll see you later, and then walk off.
Right. Whereas Hank is just like, oh, you know, uh, it's like, <laughs> what? No, it would, it, it would be fun to have like a, because it, it would be more intimate and small with someone like Hank Johnson. He's not, you know, of, of any significance. Have like a town hall meeting with him and just just pepper him with questions about how he feels about certain issues to get the answers to, to further demonstrate. <laughs> I, I mean, how do you feel about Ukraine? Yeah, okay, but okay, you, you gave us a, a very surfacey kind of answer there. How do you feel about this aspect of Ukraine? Well, uh, and then you, I mean, so many things I would love to just do. I'd love to, to do that with a lot of them. Put them on the spot and just be like, hey, Hank, let's just time out real quick. <clears throat> you don't know shit about any of this stuff, do you? You don't. Right. Oh, just imagine it, that conversation that we had today that I was sort of messing about with you with the grapefruit. And I was saying, okay, if this is the earth and this is Antarctica, and I would love to say this to Hank Johnson. Okay, Hank, if this is the earth and this is Antarctica, how come when you go to Antarctica, you're not standing upside down? I would love to hear his answer to that. <laughs> I would too. <laughs> That that might actually send him into just complete <laughs> shutdown. <laughs> complete shutdown. That or actually, he might jump right on the Tom Cunningham train and be like, you know what? <laughs> um, <clears throat> so we show what, what day did we show the clip of the Nazi being applauded in Canada? Uh, Monday. Monday. Yeah. So <clears throat> we we played that clip. You had a Ukrainian Nazi who was a member of the SS. Yes. Who was not only invited to parliament, but was giving a rousing round of applause uh, for, for being among the most vile people on the planet. Well, Castro's Canadian baby lady Trudeau reacted to the standing ovation of a Nazi, the one we just talked about during Zelensky's appearance at the House of Parliament earlier this week. Here's what the little lady had to say. In a few moments, I will address the House in front of all Canadians, in front of Jewish people here and around the world, and Ukrainians, to offer Parliament's unreserved apologies for what happened on Friday. The Speaker was solely responsible for the invitation and recognition of this man, and has wholly accepted that responsibility and stepped down. This was a mistake that has deeply embarrassed Parliament and Canada. All of us who were in this house on Friday regret deeply having stood and clapped, even though we did so unaware of the context. It was a horrendous violation of the memory of the millions of people who died in the Holocaust, and it was deeply, deeply painful for Jewish people. It also hurt Polish people, Roma people, 2SLGBTQI plus people, disabled people, racialized people, and the many millions who were targeted by the Nazi genocide. I missed a couple parts of his list the first time around. Yeah. That was, that was quite something. You knew what you were doing. You don't just invite some random-ass Joe into Parliament and then have everyone applaud, like... <laughs> It doesn't work that way, but I love all the people he added onto that list too. You got the alphabet soup on there. You've got yeah, some of them I didn't. I there was a first time hearing of those. Yes, yeah, those he, are grieved classes. Yes, these creating grieved classes. But uh, again, to the to the point here, maybe everyone is a strong word, 
the vast majority. 75% plus, I'll wager a bet, knew that he was a Nazi when they invited him to parliament. You don't even have to be a historian. You can just be somebody who's watched reruns of Hogan's Heroes to know <laughs> that the Germans were fighting the Russians because every time Klink would get in trouble, General Bullcarter would say, I'm going to send you to the Russian front. <laughs> just based on, like, pop culture and just knowing that as your reference, you would know. Yeah. So it, when you have somebody coming to a session of parliament to be honored, that person is vetted. Everybody knows who he is, just for security clearances. But the thin thread that they hung on to was the fact that he fought against Russia in World War II, totally forgetting that Russia <laughs> was on the Allied side, right. which still, to me— you know, is a weird thing to begin with because you have Joseph Stalin, one of the worst dictators of all time with the largest body count of human beings teaming up with us in England and the rest of the allied forces to fight the Nazis. But still, you can't you can't say that and be like, yep, he was a good guy fighting the Russians. Like, right. <laughs> no, no. Uh, as soon as you, as soon as you put on that armband, <laughs> you've picked teams. Okay? You, you sure have. You sure have. Um, as Barb said, they regret because Trudeau said they regret this. Barb said they regret getting caught. That's exactly what happened here. Shit. Everyone saw it. Someone filmed it, and they know that we invited this guy here, and that we know that we celebrated this guy here. So now we've just got to claim ignorance. Right. And when when we first did the story, I my first initial reaction to this is they did it on purpose. And it was a head nod and a wink to the Ukrainian Nazis fighting right now. Yeah. They knew it. They absolutely 100% knew it. And that's why they did it, because they wanted to say that they supported them, that they supported Nazis in Ukraine without saying they support Nazis in Ukraine. And what better way to do it than give a rousing standing ovation to a real live living Nazi. <laughs> I think you're right. <laughs> I think you're right. I think that uh, speaking of war, since it's having to do with that, we're going to talk about war, talk about our military, we're going to talk about a couple other things when we come back from this break. Uh, specifically, we're going to show Eli Crane. I can see him in preview already. Uh, who's going to um, lay out the bill that he's talking about to prevent U.S. troops from being on the ground, even though they're already there in mass moving forward in Ukraine. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about the scary report from the Army War College. And then we've got a couple other things, if we have time during this next hour, that we'll get into before hitting that final hour of the week together. All right, folks, stick around. We'll be right back. Moms and dads of America, you love your kids, you love God, you love this country, and you're tired of watching companies betray your values and ruin great products. Don't get angry. Invest your time, energy, and money into the people that are building the country you want for your kids and standing for the values that will lead to their blessing and protection. Invest in companies like Brave Books, they are on a mission to create content for kids that is safe for them to enjoy. They have kids' books that teach about character, hard work, and the value of being brave. 
If you join their Book of the Month Club, you get a new book sent to your door every month that will teach your kids pro-God, pro-American values. Brave books will not betray your trust. Your children and your grandchildren will thank you. Remember, the land of the free depends on the homes of the brave. This one's on me, bud. My pillow, my passion was to help each and every one of you. And 20 years later, all of your support is what keeps us going. Because of you, we've been able to create thousands of USA jobs and help millions get the best sleep ever. To thank you, my employees and I are bringing you a limited edition My Pillow. The Giza Elegance My Pillow is made with my patented adjustable fill the most amazing cotton and a two-inch pipe cusset. It has four custom loft levels, machine washable and dryable, and you get my 60-day money-back guarantee and 10-year warranty. Go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get your limited edition 20th anniversary MyPillow queen size. Retails for $69.98, now only $19.98. That's right, get a queen size MyPillow for only $19.98. From all of us here at MyPillow, Attention Americans, breaking news. Biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is underway. Don't be fooled. It won't benefit you. Take action now. The Federal Reserve phased deployment of FedNow began on July 1st, 2023. Be prepared. This may catch many off guard. Your hard-earned assets are in jeopardy. But there's a simple legal tax loophole to opt out of the digital dollar. Reach out to American Alternative Assets for a free wealth protection guide and discover how to safeguard your wealth with gold and silver IRAs against a failing dollar and volatile markets. Visit protectfrombiden.com. This invaluable guide provides precise steps to transfer your IRA or 401k into precious metals without any tax consequences. Be smart. Don't let Biden force you into using the government new digital dollar. Visit protectfrombiden.com to get your free guide and get started. Again, that's protectfrombiden.com. Oh, baby, yes, hey, Drew. Yes. Yeah, here's your script. Thanks. Oh, oh, 
arch the back, arch the back, arch the back, more back, arch, there it is. Welcome back. Let's talk about the war in Ukraine. Let's talk about our military. Let's talk about all this fun things. And let's let's start it off. Let's tee up the conversation with our good friend Eli Crane. This is one of his coasters right here, by the way. Great coaster. I don't know if he's still allowed to have ownership in that company. I didn't ask him about that. I don't know if he still can. I don't know. But Bottle Breacher, still out there, so go go check it out. Get some Bottle Breacher. But this is, so he's pushing through this new bill, this a new initiative, which I think made it through the House, to prevent U.S. personnel from, from putting boots on the ground in Ukraine moving forward. Take a listen. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. I rise to offer my amendment to the Department of Defense Appropriations Act, which would prohibit American troops from being sent to fight on the ground in Ukraine. The United States ought to be encouraging peace talks between Russia and Ukraine, not giving in to calls for deadly escalation that could turn nuclear. It's well past time for the United States to disentangle itself from this misguided war effort and start promoting a peaceful resolution to the conflict. To date, we've shipped more than 100 billion American tax dollars to Ukraine, a country not known for its strict commitment to anti corruption measures. Sending money is bad enough. Our men and women being sent to die over this conflict is unthinkable. I urge my colleagues to vote in favor of this amendment to prevent American lives from being sacrificed. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. I yield back. He yields back. <clears throat> so like I said, I'm pretty sure that made it through the House. I'm not sure if it'll go anywhere from there uh, because it's D.C. and nothing that makes sense actually ever succeeds and, and progresses through like it should. But, <clears throat> it, well, a couple things. One, as we've said before, there are there's boots on the ground there now. There's personnel on the ground. I have friends that are there, uh, so I can tell you with certainty that we have that there now. But what, what Eli is saying is, and he's smart enough to know that too, he's talking about bigger numbers, more numbers, sustained sustained deployments and and getting into both a hot war and even nation building um e either one which is usually the two go together but that it just doesn't make any sense and he the, he hit on a key thing but so to wrap to wrap up my thought on that tom then I'll, I'll go to you but it makes no sense to send people over there all that does is continue to escalate things and then he hit on the point that we hit on every gosh darn day which is there's never any resolutions for peace. There's never any off-ramps to peace. That's where our, our efforts need to be, is, is focusing on, okay, how do, we, how do we end this and get out? We've committed way too much, so it's going to be hard and complicated. I was talking about that with, with uh, Mike Sparaza earlier today, too. It's not going to be easy to just pull out. We all want to just be like, we're done. We've, we've caused a huge issue, though, a huge issue. So it's not as simple as it should be either, but you need to have smart measures and, and, and amendments like this that are, are put in place that say, look, we're voting on this and we're not doing it. And then, and then let's figure out the most important step, which is the next step, which is how are we going to end this? 
They don't want to end it, man. No. They they got to keep feeding the war machine. You know, McConnell said it the other day. Our number one priority is you know, the war in Ukraine and keep funding it. You know, it, it just it, it makes me sick, sick, these bloodthirsty ghouls. And all they're doing <clears throat> is we all know that, you know, they're entrenched in the military industrial complex with all the defense contractors they are making millions upon millions of dollars off it. And they get hard-ons every time a flag drake coffin comes back and they get to meet the bereaved family and act like they give a shit. And they say, well, we got to keep going because we don't want your loved one to have died in vain. That's the fucking bullshit that they always say, these warmongering pukes. And it makes me sick to my stomach that they keep doing it and we keep repeating this process over and over and over again. But Eli is absolutely right. This, When the Wagner group pulled out of there and then staged this coup that were driving toward Moscow... It just seemed to me everything was over with. It still feels like everything's over, over with, with yeah. except for these band of Ukrainian Nazis who are made up of, you know, people from around the world, just kind of like, you know, LARPers or mercenaries just <laughs> looking to make a buck somewhere. Yeah. And those those are the people that we're giving money to. And there are NATO countries there. And and they go back to McConnell and the rest of these jackasses talking about how, oh, you know, the goal for for Putin is to reestablish the the former Soviet Union and then march into Europe. If that were the case, Zelensky would have been a grease spot a long time ago. The fact that the man is still alive, to me, means that they have no intention of totally taking over the entire country. If that was your goal, he would have been dead from the beginning. And you're not going to tell me that his security detail is so high speed that they're able to, like, put him in different locations, you know, every night and make sure that it's secure and these lookalikes here. We've never once heard an attempt on his life yeah, since this whole thing started. So getting back to the United States, right now I feel like we're too far in it. To, for any of these fools to say, okay, we need to pump the brakes. We need to figure out how we can pull out of here as quickly as possible without losing face. But, they, you know, it, it, it's a situation like this where as opposed to Afghanistan, they're just like, ah, to hell with it. Let's get out of here. You guys can have all our stuff. And, you know, the Afghans who worked with us, lots of luck to you. We're out of here. But this is like, oh, we have to be careful. You know, we, we this war, it can't end until the Soviet, the Russia is driven out. You know, it's just their whole it, it to me, it just it rings of this is a money laundering scheme that we all know. And you're in it for the long haul. Yeah. Well, and I think most Americans to your to part of your point there in, in this case, uh, because of the I mean, we've been there over a year, but like it's not this long, sustained, drawn out effort. It's not a 20 plus year effort where we've lost thousands of American lives and people's families and lives have been ruined from the amount of deployments over there and all the trauma and, and PTSD that it, we have a broken part of our society because of that war in Afghanistan, the war in Iraq. And, and, and in some ways in a good way, because people were, that's a more complicated discussion, but, but we, that was a, a big investment. In, in a lot of ways, not just financially, way more important ways than financially. 
people people cared about the withdrawal there because it made lives like mine feel inconsequential. Like, what what the hell was I doing over there for all those years? Like, what what was the point? But no one feels that way about Ukraine. There's there's people who put this shit on their social media stuff and pretend to care. Most of them don't really because of you know, that's just what people do. They fake stuff. But if you were if the U.S. were to say we're out. Like, literally, we're evacuating today. We're taking everyone. Have whatever you want. We're back, and we're going to dump this money into our own country. There, there'd be parades in the streets here. You would see Biden's poll numbers rise if he were to do that. Yeah. Absolutely, you would. Because, that, because there's no attachment to this. And there is an attachment to reality and to our country which needs this there's of course more conversation about how uh, think of all the ways we could spend that money here excuse me all the ways we could spend that money here like yeah absolutely there is and it would be i mean you'd be hard pressed to to i mean even some of the 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 god hating country hating liberals on the left I think would be okay with some of the stuff we'd spend the money on. It wouldn't be on you guys, but like making the country better is, is a smarter play. And, and we're just, we're just spending so much over there. And, and because of how they're doing it, because of the greediness, because of the warmongering, because of, of all the things that are exacerbating this situation and, and making this, this conflict fester and grow, it leads us to the point where you're going to have what Eli's pushing back against. You're going to have more boots on the ground. It's going to be, oh, you got to be there for this. And and you just got to be, don't worry, we're just nation building. Don't worry, we're just doing this. You're just training. You're just providing logistical support. You're just whatever, whatever sounds benign. And it it's dumb. We shouldn't do that. But it can remain benign until it's not. Yeah. Until it's not. And, and stray rocket... Some, something more nefarious even than that, whatever it might be, and then boom, here we go. So it's there's there's got to there's freaking gotta be something more done on that. <clears throat> um, but let's stay with it because one of the concerns is right. No, no one wants the the worst level of this. The worst scenario is this thing goes big and it goes nuclear. And. Well, on some level, then we're all done, and we can we can go to a better place than here. So I don't know. I, I, my pom poms are down here, but you know that's the worst case scenario. You don't want. In seriousness, that's the worst case scenario. No one wins from that. <clears throat> but World War Three, just in a more conventional sense, would not be good either. And you've got this new study that came out from the Army uh, War College, and we'll pop it up here, and I'll just read it. But it says the Russia the Russia Ukraine war is exposing significant vulnerabilities in the army's strategic personnel depth and ability to withstand a sustained rate of roughly 3600 casualties per day ranging from those killed in action to those wounded in action or suffering disease or another or other non-battle injuries <clears throat> meaning casualties not just meaning death casualties meaning you're you're out of out of play with a 25% predicted replacement rate, the personnel system will require 800 new personnel each day. For context, the United States sustained about 50,000 casualties in two decades of fighting in Iraq and Afghanistan. 
In large-scale combat operations, the United States could experience that same number of casualties in two weeks. The implication is that the 1970s concept of an all-volunteer force has outlived its shelf life and does not align with current operating environment, the current operating environment. The technological revolution described below suggests this force has reached op, uh, it's, it's obsolete. Obsolescence. Is that how you say that? Obsolete. Obsolescence? Yes, obsolescence. Yeah. Large-scale, I've never said it that way, large-scale combat operations uh, operations troop requirements may well require a reconceptualization of the 1970s and 80s volunteer force and a move towards partial conscription, meaning <laughs> draft. Draft. You're getting called up. So, <clears throat> all this to say, this is not, I, I don't think this probably is surprising many people out there, but we're at this point where the threats have changed and we've never been advancing the way that we should. We're always focused. The United States is really good at focusing on one issue and destroying it, like destroying it in a good way, crushing it, conquering it. We, we then, after that, slide into typical fail points for us, nation building, you know, okay, cool, we can go and kill a bunch of terrorists. We're good at that. But then do you get out or do you fall into this? We fall into that. We get into trouble every time. But all that to say, we're focused on this shiny ball, whatever that shiny ball is, and, and you're not moving forward. You're not really thinking progressively. You don't have that forethought. You're not playing the long game like China, who's referenced in this report, plays. They're thinking a friggin' 100 years out. We're thinking like... Tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. And I was going to say 100 days. It's not even that far out. So, so but that, that creates a huge problem. And as you're not focusing on the future, you're not evolving and adapting and changing to the present and the future. And, and that's where we are, and that's where this new report is, is like, okay, in an actual all-out war, not us just going, because yes, it was a war. Yes, uh, you know, myself and others went and fought in those countries that were referenced in Iraq and Afghanistan. But, but that was a different kind of a deal. And it was still very much war, very real, very gritty. <clears throat> but it's not a state actor versus a state actor kind of war. It's not a, we talked about World War II earlier. It's not like World War II. Very different. Where you're going to have mass casualties fast. It's going to happen fast. And you see our recruiting numbers are down. 25%, I think, the last, um, the last go around. It was either 25% or it was down 25,000. Either way, it wasn't good. You, you see all that stuff, which is exacerbating the problem. And then my, keep in mind, too, as we've talked about in the show, not only are we not innovating, getting better and smarter at recruiting and retention. So we're losing out on that to the point where you might have to do, as that report says, a partial conscription. But you're also sending all of your weapons and ammunition to Ukraine. Like there's so you you you, you don't have the people. And you don't have the weapons. And all of a sudden, you've made yourself <clears throat> this ragtag unit that used to be the most fearsome, you know, amazing fighting force on the planet. And I still maintain in, in, in the appropriate doses and, and, and settings, we still are, our special operations community, our fighter jets. So many, There's so much of what we do, and we do right. But the leadership is failing. They're not planning ahead. They're not even, it seems like they're not even thinking ahead, which is remarkable that you have to have this study to be like, uh-oh, 
Yeah, well, that should tell you where their heads are at and who they think the future enemy is, which is quite unnerving. It, have you noticed lately that we, as far as our society goes, that males in our society seem to be a bit more feminine and the females seem a bit more masculine? So how conventional warfare doesn't seem like it's even an option for us anymore and it doesn't even seem like an option well i I was just looking at um i've read a couple of stats world war ii you had 60 percent of the people who were in world war ii volunteered so that means 40 percent were drafted and that was supposed to be the war that was the righteous war and that we won and everything you still had to draft 40 percent of the population into that war right so if we go to war with china it's going to be almost 100% of drafting people to go in, and then once we get them in, are they going to be physically capable of being able to engage in some sort of war? I don't think that the future of the war of war is going to be like the invasion of, U- of Ukraine by Russia or like World War II. I think it's going to be something that's going to be, you know, smaller units and... and different battles i don't I, it, they're going to rage on but it's not going to be like these massive like influxes that we had in afghanistan and iraq i don't think i could be wrong but then again having you know massive presence in these countries i think is better for the uh the military industrial complex because they're going to want as many people as possible as many bases as possible as many trucks tanks yeah the logistical stuff i mean Again, most of the presence in those, can you look at Afghanistan? And for us, we were a smaller group, right? And, and the intel side of things. The vast, and I know this was true for the military because we operated and did a lot of stuff with them, but the vast majority of your personnel are support personnel. You, you it, it, takes a, it takes an army to support an army. You know, you've got this, this, this group here. Here's, here's the agency operators or here's, this, this, whatever, whatever, fill in the blank with whoever you're talking about, what it takes to feed them. It's like one to a hundred, isn't it? I forget the number, but it's crazy. Yeah. And you look around and, and early on, it's not like that. And early on, the rules are so much better and you get to have so much more fun because no one's watching what you're doing. But, but then you start to look around and it's like, all right, why are all these people here? Like, what are you doing? (laughs) And then you start to say, okay, well, I don't like it. I don't like them because they're saying that they've come and done this war zone tour and they never left the base or or did much. And that that sounds mean spirited because they still signed up to serve and they still were there and shit can still happen on the base. So that I I don't mean that to sound as 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 strongly as maybe it comes off. But there's a difference between what Pete Buttigieg did and what Eli Crane did. Exactly. It's a huge difference. It's night and day. They're not e- their service is not even comparable. Yes. No, 100%. Thank you. That that was said better um than I did. But 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 it's true. It's true and you start to look around. Then there's the part of you is like, "Well, but we're getting nicer things now. The food's gotten better and <laughs> you know, we got new blankets and we got whatever." And it's like, "Okay, you can stay. You can stay." But the problem with that is, is it goes back to what you're saying, is that's another contract here. That's 10 other contracts. That's a new line, I- a new line item or an entirely new budget that got pushed through by, by the Pentagon or by the Intel community or whoever. 
to benefit this contractor over here who's going to fulfill it for i mean there's 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 just so much money and there's there's money in every i'm still telling you the person who who created the hesco barrier oh yeah (laughs) bro invest in our show Help us take over the world. <laughs> that was the best fucking idea ever. And and I spent so much time around them. And you're just looking around. And you know you're overcharging for them because it's the government. Mm-hmm. It's like, dude, why? Why can't any of us think of these simple things that are I mean, simple, cheap, effective? That that's my my one of my biggest regrets in life is that I was not the Hesco barrier guy. <laughs> I know it's very specific, but but dead gum, dead gum. But yes, it, it, they need to have that. I don't know what it would look like either, Tom. I, I think that there'd be elements of it that mirror old school, maybe old, not even old school like World War II. I mean, obviously we're not going back beyond that to trench warfare or any of that kind of stuff. But <clears throat> I think that you'd have some scenes that are more like in Afghanistan or Iraq. And then you have some other smaller stuff in, in other places. But uh, it, the, the bigger concern is, is we're not prepared for it. We're not prepared for it. And we're not seeming to position. You, if you said, hey, we've done a study and we don't think we're, we're well prepared for this. Here's our battle plan and, and some action items to get us ready. Uh, it would be bad, but at least there's a plan that makes sense. As it stands now, we continue to go the wrong direction. Well, people are like, hey... We're, t- we're, we're in big trouble if something bad happens. And by the way, it looks like something bad's going to happen with, with Ukraine and Russia, with China and Taiwan, with everything else that's going on. And, and we don't seem to be course correcting. We seem to be literally s- steering the plane into the ground on purpose. Um, that's, that's how I feel. I know you're laughing about something over there. Well, I I just can't believe this. I looked up Hesco Barrier and, and who came up with it. It and man, a British man by the name of Jim Heseldon was he was a former coal miner who became wealthy manufacturing the Hesco Bastion Barrier system. This is where it gets weird. In 2009, Jimmy bought Segway Incorporated. He died in 2010 from injury sustained while falling from a cliff while riding the Segway. Mm. <laughs> kind of strange. It is. <laughs> but there, that's that's the guy who that's did the it. Guy. And like you said, it comes from a lot of inventions come from you know simple like like this guy being a coal miner i'm sure that there was some reason why he invented this to make his job easier as a coal miner why the hesco you know barrier became the barrier but i'm sure it was probably a hesco basket or something i haven't read further about the the creation of it but i'm sure it was something to help out his job but when it comes to the future of warfare the way that the way that our country is now in, in the shallow pool that we have of people who qualify to be in the military we keep having to lower our standards for for physical fitness to get people in and in testosterone is dropping and we're encouraging people to mutilate themselves so they can't produce testosterone it's just it, it all seems like we're going down this horrible path where everything is self-inflicted for the bigger purpose of destroying the country so somebody else can come in and take over <laughs> yeah it does feel that way 
That's encouraging. <laughs> but then again, I have faith in humanity, and I have faith in people, and I think once, once, well, I kind of do, but I was kind of shaken during COVID when I was, you know, I remember having a conversation with a friend of mine saying, yeah, the government's going to start, you know, putting up checkpoints from state to state. And I'm like, ah, that'll never happen. And, you know, they're going to force you to wear a mask and they're going to force you to get injected. And I'm like, ah, that'll never happen. Americans, you know, we've got this bravado to us where we don't like to be told what to do. And then all of a sudden, the next thing I know, I'm wearing a mask on an airplane that has nobody in it. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, where did everybody go? Where, everybody just stayed at home. They decided, okay, well, you know what? I don't want to make any waves, so you know, I'm just going to hang out here. So as far as like the, the American spirit goes, I know it's there. But for a lot of people who talk, oh, I'm not going to put up with that. You did put up with it. A lot of people put up with it. If you didn't do, if you didn't put it up with it personally, so many other people did who talked a lot of shit that the rest of us had to put up with it. Yeah. You know? Well, when it comes to this stuff, not the, I mean, because it, it did kill your, your one's view of humanity uh, with, with COVID and some of the other stuff, at least for me. And, and I, it, the, the the silver lining is you kind of saw the masks off. But when it comes to our freedoms and our rights, there's a lot of people who are quiet now, which makes it seem like it's going to be bad. But when it comes to if the in the country, don't get me wrong, the country's teetering on the edge. We're going really super fast the wrong direction. But I think of all the people, you know, we talked about Iraq, Iraq and Afghanistan. And you can even go before that, but but particularly those. You got all the people who fought in the GWAT and are mostly just sitting back, quiet, silent, lots of them. And, and I, I put myself in this category, too, because, look, I, we talk about stuff, but I, I don't do a whole lot. People are, you need to do more. You need to do more. No, I'm just, I'm going to do what I'm doing. You do whatever you need to do. Be smart. Don't break the law. Don't, don't do anything stupid. But there's a lot of people who are sitting out there who, if, if the country really gets to that point where we are headed, but if it actually gets there, you've got, which doesn't do anything to stop a Chinese aircraft carrier. I get that. But like, you've got a lot of people, whether it's pushing back against our own folks and, and the issues we're facing here at home, the people who are handing it over to others or whether it's something else there is, I do have faith in, in the American people, because at the end of the day, I, the, 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 that really loud or quiet portion that seems like it's big, there's a lot of people in there who are on our side. They're just they just are doing it differently. Right. They just have a different view and 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 they're they're, you know, they're waiting. But if push comes to shove, I know that there's a lot of people out there who are on our team. Right. Well, I'm glad you have faith. I, I keep going back to COVID. We heard a lot of people talking shit that, you know, we're not going to put up with this. And the bottom line was we all put up with it. There wasn't that much of a blowback. And then when there was blowback, it, it was like the uh, Canadian truckers. When there was blowback, I keep thinking about that guy who had the uh, the gym in uh, New Jersey. Yeah. And he kept getting arrested and kept getting, you know, the bars on. He was the one, only one that I could remember, you know, who was like, I am not putting up with this. I'm going to make a stand. And once people saw what was happening to him and realizing the government can wreck you financially, 
a lot of people are like, yeah, you know what? I'm just going to sit this one out and see how long it goes and continue to do what I'm told. Yeah. So that part of it, you know, doesn't give me a lot of hope, but with, you know, I hope what you're saying is correct. And I, and I have no reason to doubt that uh, when push comes to shove, but when push came to shove this last go around of ty- medical tyranny, a lot of people sat that one out. They did. They did. And I, I and I, I'm not making excuses for them by any stretch. But I do think they're different. They're in the same category of of your freedoms on the line and there's tyranny going on. Yes, 100 percent. And more people needed to push back against that. All day, every day. And I hope they never do it again. Go along with it again, that is. But I think, you know, that's like you've got people out there who are like, you know what? I've been told what to do my whole life. I was in the military. I was in this. I was in that. Uh, I hate this, but I'm just going to Roger up because this isn't the fight right now. This isn't the hill to die on. Right. And, and, it, and it probably should have been, to be clear. I'm not saying it wasn't, but I'm just trying to get in the mindset of some. This isn't the hill to die on, but you come try and take my guns. You start killing my friends because they have different political views. You, whatever the case might be, there, as crazy as it sounds, and we all know it to be true, there are next levels to where this is going. It's just whether it goes there or not. But at the end of the day, the fighters who are out there, they're, they're out there. They're out there, and I don't think they go quiet in the end. And that's not encouraging anything. That's just, that's just being straight up. You've got some people who are like, leave me alone. That's how I am. I've gotten to the point. Leave me alone. I don't want to be a part of your problems. I don't want to be a part of all that. Again, weird that I'm in the career field that I'm in now. But when it's, I'll, I'll, I'll get involved when it's time. I'll get involved when it's time. And, and that time is different for everyone. But I know there's a bunch of people out there who who are, are ready to go uh, or will go when it's time. They, they might not be ready to go, but they will go. Okay, let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk impeachment. We got some clips because after we had kind of prepped for the show today, there was there was some some stuff going on in the Hill talking about the impeachment inquiry which, of course, the left says is baseless. There's no evidence. You got AOC saying it's an embarrassment, all sorts of stuff. Funny saying saying it's an embarrassment coming from AOC. But, but you've got all that stuff. We're going to talk about it on the other side of the break. We have tons more stuff to get to. Stay with us. Get more of Drew, and this is my show with Coin Club, exclusively on the RVM Network. Coin Club members get a This Is My Show Challenge coin, an exclusive Friday morning show for Coin Club members only, automatic entry into show-related sweepstakes, and other in-studio bonuses. Plus, members get access to all other premium content on the RVM network and no ads on written content on redvoicemedia.com. So join the club and carry your coin with pride. Go to dbcoinclub.com. Military and first responders get 30% off their memberships. Again, that's dbcoinclub.com. Current Drew Crew members need not apply. Military and first responder discounts are available on monthly or annual memberships. All members, regardless of subscription type, are automatically entered into sweepstakes. However, challenge coins are only issued to annual members. Learn more at dbcoinclub.com. Do you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS? Have you been threatened with levies or have unfiled returns? 
The IRS is hiring 87,000 agents to boost IRS collections, and they have the power to seize assets, freeze bank accounts, and they can even take your home. Tax Network USA can help you today before it's too late. Our CPAs and certified tax experts have proven strategies that work for taxpayers time and time again. These same strategies have saved over $500 million in back taxes, permanently resolving tax debts for good. Stop collections and get relief today before it's too late. Biden and his cronies have lost over $3 trillion of America's retirement savings in 2022 alone. With inflation running rampant and the stock market crashing, do you have a plan to protect your wealth? Our friends at American Alternative Assets help you protect your retirement savings by rolling over your IRA or 401k into a gold IRA. Fact is, you can hold physical gold and silver in your retirement account while maintaining its tax-deferred status. Visit protectfrombiden.com today to get your free wealth protection guide this guide will give you all the answers you need american alternative assets is an a-plus and accredited member of the better business bureau protect your savings now before it's too late visit protectfrombiden.com individual results may vary there is no guarantee that past performance will be indicative of future results Continuing hour two, where, like I said, there was an impeachment inquiry hearing today, and it all started with Jim Jordan, who straight up, well, I would say unloaded in this opening statement right here. Take a listen. This is a tale as old as time. Politician takes action that makes money for his family, and then he tries to conceal it. Never forget four fundamental facts. Hunter Biden gets put on the board of Burisma, gets paid a lot of money. Hunter Biden's not qualified, fact number two, to sit on the board. Not my words, his words. He said he got on the board because of the brand, because of the name. Fact number three, the executives at Burisma ask Hunter Biden to weigh in and help them with the pressure they are under from the prosecutor in Ukraine. Fact number four, Joe Biden goes to Ukraine on December 9th, 2015, gives the speech attacking the prosecutor that starts the process of getting that guy fired. Those facts, by the way, are consistent with what the confidential human source told the FBI and the FBI recorded in the 1023 form. 
the same form that the Justice Department didn't want to let this committee see. And all those facts, all of that was further confirmed yesterday with the information that the Ways and Means Committee released from the whistleblowers Shapley and Ziegler. Here's a communication from Hunter Biden to an executive with Burisma. Devin and I do feel comfortable with Blue Star strategy, the, uh, strategies and the ability of Sally and Karen to deliver. Hunter Biden put Burisma in, in touch with Blue Star strategies. What were they going to deliver? Well, that was in a communication released yesterday as well. U.S. officials in Ukraine and in the United States need to express support for Burisma and Nikolai Zelsevsky to the highest level decision makers, the president of Ukraine, the president's chief of staff, and the prosecutor general. That's what they were going to deliver. And was they, were they successful? The interior minister confirmed that Zolachevsky is no longer wanted. We won in less than a year. Communications between the folks at Blue Star and Eric Sherwin, who was Hunter Biden's business partner. Awesome work. Congratulations to you guys. Those are the communications. That's what they got done. And remember, when this happens in October 2016, when, they, when the pressure is taken off, the case is dropped against Zolachevsky, this is the second prosecutor. Joe Biden fired the first one. The second prosecutor comes in, drops the charges. That's exactly what they wanted done. And the final step, the final step is the Biden Justice Department tries to sweep it all under the rug. They slow walk the investigation. They let the statute of limitations lapse for the most important years, 14 and 15, the Burisma years when all that income's coming in. They try to put together this sweetheart deal and get it past the judge. And we learned yesterday in the search warrant application, in the search warrant examining Hunter Biden's electronic communications, they weren't allowed to ask about political figure one. Political figure number one is the big guy, is Joe Biden. And they would have gotten away with it all. They would have gotten away with it all, except for two brave whistleblowers who sat in those seats two months ago and told their story. And their story has stood up. Two brave whistleblowers and a judge in Delaware who said, we're not going to let this happen. That's why we're here today. That's why this inquiry is so darn important. It's, as, it's a, the oldest story in the world, and those are the facts. Do you say inquiry or inquiry? Inquiry. That, that's how you really say it? I think so, yeah. Inquiry. Inquiry. I'm saying you, Tom Cunningham. Yeah, inquiry. Not... I say inquiry. Okay. Yeah. I'm an inquiry guy. That's, I just, you know. You say route or route. It depends. Which route are we taking? Or I'm in route. I guess I do both. <laughs> I do both. I'm I, Look, there's not a lot about me that makes sense. Um, there's just not. But Jim Jordan laying out, he didn't, I mean, he didn't even get into the, uh, I mean, he got into some weeds, but not all the weeds there. But enough weeds to make the case, make the point of, hey, there's copious amounts of evidence against this Biden family, including the big guy. And they're starting to have these discussions as this inquiry, or as Tom Cunningham would say, and Jim Jordan, inquiry, uh, are unfolding. You still, though, you still, though, let's skip ahead for a second, Disco, and go to this last one. You still, despite that, despite the evidence... He has said this crap before. You still have Akeem Jeffries saying that there's simply no evidence. Take a listen. This illegitimate impeachment inquiry that is not going to yield 
a scintilla of evidence that President Biden engaged in any wrongdoing because there is no evidence that President Biden engaged in any wrongdoing. Keep saying that. Just keep telling yourself that. You, KJP, he's an inquiry guy, apparently. He said inquiry. Um, if the glove doesn't fit, you must acquit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's, that is so true. Um, but, I mean, I mean... <laughs> This is what this is what's frustrating. I mean, there's so much that's frustrating about where we are as a country. But this is what's frustrating about this particular deal, this inquiry that's going on, because this is what you're going to get. And we all know this to be true, right? We all see piles of evidence. This is a blank sheet of paper. But if it was piles of evidence, that would that's the, that's the only prop I had. But you've piles of evidence indicating just how impeachable this guy is how corrupt this family is and you have people outlining that evidence today and they will in the the days and weeks to come and the other side's just gonna say no we don't see it the other side has been conditioned to believe that they're more than two genders so of course you can make them believe that there isn't any evidence against Joe Biden. That's a whole part about conditioning. And the way you get people to believe lies is to have them start believing simple lies, right. like gender. And that's what the left has been able to do successfully with the people on their side. Yeah. Nope. You're you're right. But 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 that's 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 the mindset of how they're there. That's how they're broken and screwed up. They can't even determine those those basic things. But we as the American people are still left looking at a situation like I don't know, this, I mean, seems like a slam slam dunk case <laughs> to me. And they're just gonna say literally, no, no, it's not. That evidence you're talking about doesn't mean anything to us. He's he's innocent. You don't have enough evidence. Innocent. But what about innocent? But if you innocent, and it's just <laughs> like that's that's what's going to happen. And then where's it go in the end? Nowhere. Yeah. And you, we already know. Like we already know this is such a fruitless effort. Like uh, kudos to Jim and some of the folks who are on the the committee doing their part to try and expose some of this evidence. You have to try. <laughs> but it's not going to go. And, and I hope I'm wrong. I would be so happy to be wrong on this. But you don't get to the end and say, you know what, this is this is a big ass stack of evidence, and the big guy's going to prison, and so's Hunter, and we're gonna we're gonna change our tune on everything we've talked about over the last four years, hell, the last eight years, and we're gonna make things right. That conversation's not gonna happen. This because what do you do when you're lying, right? And you get caught in a lie, you lie more. The Democrats are never in the media. They're never going to peel it back and be like, oh, I'm so sorry. That was that was a big faux pas. No, they're going to keep adding on to it. And it's going to just get that much worse. That's that because that that's how that's human nature for one. And and I would argue they're not human because they're just that awful. But that that's it's it only it has to grow. Because if it doesn't grow and you peel back one layer of the onion, that whole house of cards falls. It is that fragile. So the only thing you can do is just keep making it a deeper hole.
Yeah, keep making a deeper hole, keep lay, piling on the layers of it, and then eventually go, you know what? I'm not going to seek the nomination for the presidency of the United States for the good of my family and for the good of my drug-addled son. I am not I am not going to run again. I'm going to take care of my family. Yeah. And here's Gavin Newsom. Yeah. And then it all goes away. Right. Well, because we were talking about this the other day. We've, we've had some oscillating going on as it pertains to Newsom. We've been mostly on board with Newsom's the guy. He's going to run. Then he said he's not going to because tradition dictates that Kamala, blah, 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 blah. And he said he's not going to run. That same weekend, uh, there, was, there was news breaking that Michelle might, which, as we've said and maintained the whole time, would be terrifying if that happens. But then you see what happens, and you see that Soros met with Kamala that same weekend, in fact. Alex Soros met with Kamala for eight hours. And you see some of the policy points that Gavin Newsom has made since. You see some of the appearances that he's made since. And it takes us right back to where we were pretty much the whole time as, to, to, okay, he's going to run. Soros was telling Kamala, here's why you're not the person. Tradition would dictate you you are the person, but tradition also doesn't account for the Soros family and my wealth and my power. And I'm telling you, it's not your time. No one likes you. It's going to be Gavin. So here's how we're going to structure you kindly and gracefully not being the person who's elevated to the top of the ballot. And you're going to step away and not be involved. That's, I think, what's happening. Yeah. Is is everyone's being conditioned and prepped? Whose feelings are going to hurt? Her feelings are going to get hurt. We got to explain something here. Okay, come here. Sit down. Sit down. Nope, not in your knees. Just just sit. Be normal. You're not going to be president. Well, yeah, uh, no buts. Just you're not going to be president. This guy over here is. And then eventually he does step down. He gets to walk off. I don't want to say guilt-free because hopefully deep down he's got some reservations somewhere but i don't think he probably does but charge free he's going to walk off free and free and clear him and his son cam cam gets to to not be disgraced but but also not be the candidate and and gavin is and if it's not gavin then then we're definitely screwed because it's either joe which means they hate us more than we think or it's michelle and we're doomed because she will win Yeah, Michelle clearly hates the United States more than any other other candidate that could possibly be running on the Democrat side. They can say what they want behind closed doors and their actions may say something else, but Michelle Obama hates, hates the United States with every fiber of her body. She hates it like poison. And God forbid if she ever becomes president. But this goes back to the Democrats And this posturing that they have, that they're all on the side of minorities, and they're looking out for minorities and their best interest, and and especially African Americans, which is a total lie. Because when push comes to shove, the Democrats always look for the white savior to come in, somebody who's more appealing. So we need to go with the older white statesman against Donald Trump. And in this instance, we need the smooth-talking white governor from California to come in to supersede the, the, the Jamaican Indian woman. Because the, at the end of the day, the Democrats 
have never changed who they are to the core, which is a hardcore racist cabal of disgusting elite leftist white people. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> that is very true. And what concerned me is I, I got a little distracted during part of that, but F News, who's here every day, right? Says, uh, and we've, we've heard this scenario before and maybe even from F News before, but what he's throwing out is Big Mike with Newsom as the VP. That's, that's a collective, if you include the current administration, 16 to 20 years of pain. That's, yes. that's the end of America, yes. if that happens. Because Michelle will win two terms, and Newsom likely will. At that point, they'll be for sure be able to do whatever they want. Um, but that that is... Yeah. That, if, if you get both of them, I always say if Michelle runs, we're done. And I, and I mean that, and I believe it wholeheartedly. And it pisses people off. I don't care. If Michelle runs, she wins. If Michelle and Gavin are on the same ticket, not only do they win, but they have their very clear heir apparent who they could go with now and have some success. But if they get to do it that way, that would be really, gosh, that'd be really scary. Dude, that is fat man and little boy. Yeah. It's over with. Yeah, it really it's is. It's done. Hiroshima, Nagasaki, gone. Same thing with the United States. Big Mike in hair gel. It's done. I think it is. I really, I mean, I, I mean, I think it is too. Certainly the one that, that we all knew and loved growing up, the one that we, that we are still trying to fight for, that would be, that would be really, really devastating to see that happen but it's also within the realm of possibility again it's if it's not joe it is one of those two we just don't frequently talk about both of those two so <clears throat> we'll see we'll see but let's sticking with an inquiry the, the 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 biden impeachment inquiry this is a longer clip i might pull out of it earlier even though we have a don't pull out policy at the studio and evidently uh, aoc has the same policy apparently she does too because she's <laughs> pregnant but it's aoc talking here calling this an embarrassment she goes on at least she's attractive to look at so she's just whatever this is this is the clip today the republican majority has called in three witnesses to advance their case mr turley i have a simple question for you in your testimony today are you presenting any first-hand witness account of crimes committed by the president of the united states no i'm not no you are not Ms. o'connor you are the second uh, Republican witness here today. Have you, in your testimony, presented any firsthand witness account of crimes committed by, pre by the President of the United States? I have not. Thank you. And now, Mr. Dubinsky, as the third and final Republican witness uh, in this hearing, have you, in your testimony, presented any firsthand witness account of crimes committed by the President of the United States? Uh, I have not. And Professor Gerhardt, uh, given that you are the minority witness, I assume the same, correct? I am not a fact witness, correct. Thank you. And to clarify, two individuals presented today who do have firsthand accounts surrounding the progeny of these allegations are being blocked from testifying by the Republican majority. And I want to explain why this is important. Members of Congress, all of us in this hearing, are not under oath. As we are presently covered by the speech and debate clause, isn't that correct, Professor Gerhardt? 
That is correct. And the speech and debate clause covers all statements by a member of Congress, whether they are factual or not. There are only four people in this room that are presently under oath in their testimony. And those are the four witnesses here today. Is that correct, Professor Gerhardt? That is correct. And so the direct testimony of the four individual witnesses here today are the bona fide words that this committee must use in order to proceed or substantiate an investigation. And I want to, uh, I want to emphasize why that's important. Earlier today, one of our colleagues, a gentleman from Florida, presented up on this screen something that looked, appeared to be a screenshot of a text message containing or insinuating an explosive allegation. That screenshot of what appeared to be a text message was a fabricated image. It was a fabricated image. I don't know where it came from. I don't know if it was the staff of the committee, but it was not the actual direct screenshot from that phone. And in fact, I would like to submit to the committee the actual full context from, as a, from the Ziegler Affidavit Number 1, Exhibit 402, of the full text of that exchange. Do I have permission from the chair? Importantly, what was brought out from, from that fabricated image excluded critical context that changed the underlying meaning and allegation that was presented up on that screen by this committee and by, by members of this committee. Now, they are well within their right to do that because they are covered by the speech and debate clause. This was not submitted by a material or fact witness under oath. That was not submitted by a material or fact witness under oath. The impeachment inquiry, any impeachment inquiry, regardless of party, is an extremely serious matter. Professor Gerhardt, in the impeachment inquiry under, um, into, into President Clinton, were there key fact witnesses that were presented in, during those proceedings? There were not in the House. Mm -hmm. In the Senate, were there any? There were. There were in the Senate. Now, in the impeachment, uh, in, in the impeachment investigations with, uh, with, President, with respect to President Trump, were there key material fact witnesses in the House? Yes, ma'am. There were. Are there any key material fact witnesses here today? No, ma'am. None. And so we are wasting our time. When we talk about a threshold of an impeachment inquiry, was there a House floor vote that had a majority of members of Congress that opened an impeachment inquiry into President Clinton? There was. There was. Was there a full House floor vote uh, opening an impeachment inquiry into President Trump? In 2019. Is there one here for this one? Not for this one. There is not one here for this one. This is an embarrassment an embarrassment to the time and people of this country. And I would ask that the chair and I would ask that this committee elevate to the promise of our duties here and, and comport ourselves with the consistency and practice that is required of our seats and our duty and our, our oath to our... Okay. It's an embarrassment, she says. It's an embarrassment. It's always an embarrassment when the Republicans are doing an investigation. Right? And I love and and God, I just wish she was smarter. But but 
I love it. She did it. use the word progeny, though. I was kind of impressed by that. Yeah, good. Yeah, good for her. And and she was on like a a line of questioning that that if if she would have finished it the right way and and then also used facts and reality with it could have could have maybe worked. But but I love that she says we're we're wasting our time. Yes, yes, you are. You're actually correct about that. That's what you do every day. That's what everyone in D.C. does. On both sides, you're all the biggest wasters of time and, mo and money on the planet. There's never been a here, and she's talking about the witnesses and the quality. Was this witness here? Was it? You're, you don't like the witnesses in front of you on, on the opening day, the opening hearing? Okay, fine. You had a made-for-TV hearing for Trump, and they had no <laughs> credible witnesses for the whole for any of all the stuff that happened there. Like, you, it just doesn't it doesn't work that way. And the funny thing is, Jonathan Turley is a registered Democrat. Yes, but since he's very objective in his in his reading of the Constitution and his you know in his scholarly advice on it, that doesn't flop down on the side of Democrats, all of a sudden he's a right-wing lunatic whose opinions, you know, have no merit whatsoever. That's the funniest part about this. This Gerhardt guy is just, you know, a political hack assassin. Right. You know, he, he will always fall on the side of Democrats where somebody, you know, like Turley or Alan Dershowitz. Alan Dershowitz is so unpopular with Democrats now just because he— has a different interpretation of the law and it's like well i don't think trump is guilty of this and that and people are like fuck you and it's <laughs> that's so true i mean they they flip quick and he just that the reason she's able to have what seems to people on her side a reasonable line of questioning there is she you know she sounds very lawyer like is because she's talking to a friend who's who's there to help her but i i love too that at one point she compared the impeachment, uh, and it was having to do with the witnesses. She wasn't necessarily comparing him, but I just was thinking about it as she was talking that she's comparing the Clinton impeachment, the Trump impeachment to the current impeachment inquiry. But regardless of who's in that room, who's not in that room, you can't compare Bill Clinton, who, who made a big mistake, was a huge character flaw for sure, Dude just walks around with a rabid boner at all times. That's different what, what he did there to what has been discovered with Joe Biden. Uh, to me, they're just... Uh, I'm not saying that Bill shouldn't have been in P. I'm not... I'm, th that's not the point. But you're talking about all of this evidence of using your title, your position, your power to enrich families, screw America over in the process in many of them, not screw a person screw the country over there's a huge there's just a, such a huge distinction there uh and and but they, but but that's going to be lost on someone like aoc it just it just is but it's so frustrating again going back to where i started with this before we toss to the break and head into our, our third and final hour here it's so frustrating seeing this and hearing them say aoc this is embarrassing and all the democrats saying there's no evidence all day when yes, there is. And even though there is, us knowing it's not gonna go anywhere. I just, that that is so frustrating to me. I like to move, I like to move fast. I like to see things, process things fast and see where we're supposed to go. And we can see all this and just keep hitting like a wall, just like. 
Yes. Just running into a wall. It's like, this is really, this is frustrating. This is like being trapped behind two cars on a highway. And they're both going slow. And you can't get around either of them. There's a paper trail with this. But then the second Trump impeachment with Alexander Vindman, who hmm. may or may not have hurt himself to get a Purple Heart. We don't know. There's Definitely gay. There. Yeah. <laughs> he and his brother. I think they used to practice on each other. Probably. I mean, yeah. 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 But that just shows you that, you know, you have an unidentified whistleblower and they're like, oh, it's a mountain of evidence. We've seen it. Or Adam Schiff. I've seen the evidence of Russia collusion. And there wasn't, there was never any that was ever produced. So it's just, it's absolutely hysterical when when Democrats get in front of camera and say that there's no evidence, when it's just like it's piles and piles and piles, and all you have to do is connect the dots. Yeah. It's true. I, P, uh, Peter over on our pewter says over on um, uh, Rumble that it's, you know, she's not smart enough to have gone through that line of questioning. Someone had to write it for her. I agree. Like, <laughs> that. Even even some of the stuff that she was saying that was wrong, the way that it was written and articulated, it was not AOC. That that was because parts of it I was kind of like, hmm, like she's got an interesting line of question here. I know she's going to screw it up, and I know it's not true, but she kind of seems confident in what she's doing. Who knows? Who knows? I do know this. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we have lots of weird shit we're going to get into in this last hour. It's going to kind of go all over the place. That's just kind of how the third hour has become on This Is My Show. So stick around. It's going to be interesting. We're going to start with Elon Musk and some Twitter news. We're going to get into John Fetterman. We're going to show you a bear doing interesting things. We're going to do That's Meme-tastic. <laughs> We've got something else. Hell, I don't even remember what we're getting into, but I know it's going to be fun. Stay around. Stick around. We'll be right back. If you're like me and you want to be prepared for the unexpected. That's where the wellness company's emergency medical kit comes Over in. 40% of Americans say that they would avoid a doctor or a hospital unless it was a catastrophic situation. Medical emergency kits with ivermectin. The kit contains eight potentially life-saving medications for you to keep on hand in the event of natural disasters, supply chain shortages, medical emergencies, or like an apocalyptic situation. These are the actual medications that you would need in the event of certain situations. So they've got emergency antibiotics, antivirals, antiparasitics. My pillow, my passion was to help each and every one of you. And 20 years later, all of your support is what keeps us going. Because of you, we've been able to create thousands of USA jobs and help millions get the best sleep ever. To thank you, my employees and I are bringing you a limited edition My Pillow. The Giza Elegance My Pillow is made with my patented adjustable fill 
the most amazing cotton and a two inch pipe cusset. It has four custom loft levels, machine washable and dryable, and you get my 60 day money back guarantee and 10 year warranty. Go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get your limited edition 20th anniversary MyPillow queen size. Retails for $69.98, now only $19.98. That's right, get a queen size MyPillow for only $19.98. From all of us here at MyPillow, thanks interrupt today's programming to bring unfortunate news. Biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is underway. Don't be fooled. It won't benefit you. So take action now. The Federal Reserve's phased deployment of FedNow began on July 1st, 2023. Be prepared. This may catch many off guard and put your hard-earned assets in jeopardy. But here's the good news. There's a simple legal tax loophole to opt out of the digital dollar. Speak to someone at American Alternative Assets for a free wealth protection guide and discover how to safeguard your wealth with gold and silver IRAs against a failing dollar and volatile markets. Dial 833, the number 2 USA Gold. Yes, call now, 833-287-2465. This invaluable guide provides precise steps to transfer your IRA or 401k into precious metals without any tax consequences. Don't let Biden force you into using the government's new digital dollar. Call 833, the number 2 USA Gold. Yes, call now, 833 833- 287-2465. Act swiftly. So let's talk about this for a second, see how we feel about it. Let's let it just kind of dance around, marinate, whatever you want to say. Fester. But there was people fester and grow and... (laughs) And um, anyways, there's people talking about how Twitter's going the wrong direction, X going the wrong direction. And it might might be on some fronts, but there's obviously some great points too, right? There's, There's more than... More than one thing can be true at once. But people were talking about the election integrity team at Twitter, complaining about it. And as we head into 2024, you can't blame them for doing so. Well, Elon chimed in and said this. Oh, you mean the election integrity team that was undermining election integrity? Yeah, they're gone. <laughs> they're gone. Uh, so reports that he has fired said team and is making more changes and look, I know people are going to say, I could, uh, they're going to start saying, I don't trust him. I don't this, that, and the other. It's going the wrong direction. Linda Yaccarino and, and you know, this person and that person. 
Okay, I got you. I got you, and I agree with a lot of probably what you're you're grumbling about. But I'll just say this. I'll just say this. It has been going in the, in the right direction on a lot of fronts. It is also, there's a tug of war going on. There's some areas that's been going the other way. You see some people who are still shadow banned. I don't know if I am or not because I don't really do shit on Twitter. But, like, there's, you can see the concerns, and for some people, it's it's there, and I understand what they're talking about. And the election integrity stuff, obviously a concern, especially when Twitter was proven to have interfered in the last election. So the fact that he's saying that, hey, saw the concern, agreed with the concern, eliminated the concern, that's a positive thing. We've got to call it for what it is. That seems positive if it's true. Was, was everyone fired? Were the people that were fired replaced with people that were better? I don't know. I don't know. But the, the biggest concern that's still there is Linda Yaccarino. Like, you keep, and, and that's where I'm, I mean, internally, I don't know where you guys land. Wherever you land, you land. It's still a free country. But it's like, oh, man, good, 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 good. Wait, wait a minute. No, Linda Yaccarino's still there. She's the CEO. And and then and then you have a moment of pause. And then something good happens. Something like this. Election integrity team, gone, fired, donezo. Don't even pack your things. We're going to burn them. And then you're like, this is awesome. Let's go get a drink, boys. We're going to have a social media platform that likes us. <laughs> whoop, whoop. And then you're like, shit. Linda Yaccarino. Yep. It just keeps coming back to that for me. And, and I may... I don't know her from Adam. Is she attractive at least? Yes. Is she? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. So, so let's give her a break. Okay. You get some points for that. Maybe she was playing the game before, which is wrong and got all those shitty jobs at communist networks and organizations because she was just manipulating the system. I, I'm, I, I don't feel good about that. I don't, I don't know. I don't know where it is, but I, but point being is it comes back to her. I do continue to see wins and positive things happening there. The, the proof will really be in the pudding this next year, this next calendar year. But but then you see that decision. You bring in someone who's been a part of these initiatives and causes and networks and organizations. Like, I don't see how the people beneath her would would not be similar to her because that's how it works. You you I run multiple companies. You hire people that you like and that share similar values. You're not like, well... You hate everything I believe in, but you know what? You're going to be great. Like, you just don't do that. Is that her? Yeah, she's a cutie. Put her up there. Good for you, Linda. Freaking multi-million dollar CEO. <laughs> well, he, he said that the um, election integrity panel or uh, office is gone now. He didn't say if they were fired. He didn't say if they were reassigned. He didn't say if that whole department was renamed <laughs> or if it went was transferred to a different department. Yeah, maybe maybe it's just like the Democrats. <laughs> the Green New Deal is now called the Inflation Reduction Act. Right. Maybe it's just a it's just a misdirect. Well, I mean, under Linda Yaccarino with Twitter, it's like you can have free speech, but we are going to dial it back. You can say what you want, but it's not going to get the the traction that you that it's gonna get right yeah the expose which 
obviously is not how that works. It's censorship. That is, that is <laughs> by definition. Uh, I don't know. Have you? I mean, have you changed the definition of censorship too? Because that sounds like like censorship and suppression to me. I, so I I don't know. I mean, I, again, I think that there are some some positive things that he seems to do, and then it always comes back to her. Who now? I'm glad there's a face with the name. Because it's kind of like AOC. Hate everything you say, but I can tolerate it for in short burst as long as we have video. Uh, and 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 Linda's Linda's a cute, successful CEO woman who hates America and and all of us. Uh, but <clears throat> F News, she doesn't get a break for that. She gets extra scrutiny. That's true. We got to hold her to high sta- standards. Um, I mean, how many? Uh, yeah, with the sound of with the risk of sounding piggish. How many CEO female CEOs are there that are homely? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> kind of, yeah, yeah, that's true. And that's, mean, that's, that's just not That's just a fact. That's yeah. reality. That, well, that, it's the same thing with males. There are some homely males just because they've gotten older and haven't aged well. But the fact of the matter is, people like to people pay attention to others that they view as good looking. And you want those people to run your businesses because they have a certain amount. If somebody is attractive to the eyes, they're going to be attractive to your, you know, the people that are, are working for them because they're going to pay attention to them. They're not going to be sitting around going, oh, my God, did you see that that nose hair that was coming out? <laughs> yeah, no, you, know? you don't put Fat Bastard or Rachel Levine, which, yes, are totally in the same category. Uh, in fact, Fat Bastard's looking pretty good. You don't put them in that role and then have a company-wide meeting and share your vision. It just doesn't... I mean, Harvey Weinstein would be the outlier in that whole scenario. (laughs) Yeah. Good good pull. Good pull. So we'll see. Um, I mentioned earlier in the show that we had a couple, you're not going to believe this moments, right? And we showed earlier John Miller... Sitting down, I say John Miller as if I knew who he was. I, I had no idea who he was before. I've got a couple friends named John Miller. He was on Twenty Twenty. Was he? Yeah. Okay. Didn't don't don't care. Um, <laughs> but, but but he he was on CNN talking about why crime is out of control, why the situation is getting worse and worse in big blue cities across the country, and he he pretty much nailed exactly why it's happening, and it was refreshing to see it be said on CNN and not have them cut to commercial or go to color bars or something <laughs> crazy. But that happened. And then I told you there was a second clip. Well, here it is. Here it is. John Fetterman tried speaking yesterday. His his grammar and his delivery was not necessarily great. But listen, listen to what he says in this clip right here. And let me say, I hope many of our colleagues agree the Chinese government and other U.S. adversaries should own zero, zero agricultural land in our country. I believe that. I mean, they're taking back our pandas. You know, we should take back all their their farmland. Okay, leave the joke out at the end. That was a fail. (laughs) But... Are they really taking our pandas from zoos? Who cares? I mean... (laughs) But... I mean, and by the way, John, uh, the dress code's back in effect, so this will be your last day wearing a hoodie on the hill, uh, looking looking the way that you did there. For, uh, but I love, <laughs> I love, I, I love that he got it right. We 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 don't want China owning all of our farmland or any foreign entity. 
I actually, I mean, I actually agree with John Fetterman on something. Yeah. But, but I love that as he's delivering that point, it's still in our advers. Uh, uh, how do you say it? Adversaries. Yeah. Uh, adversaries. 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 I think he said. So let's just listen to it again. And let me say, I hope many of our colleagues agree the Chinese government and other U.S. adversaries should own zero, zero agricultural land in our country. I believe that. I mean, they're taking back our pandas. You know, we should take back all their their farmland. <laughs> he looks like he, I I keep calling him an adult special needs kid, and that's what he looks like. He looks like an adult special needs person sitting around Christmas and watching, waiting for him to you know his turn to open a present. But he is correct. Three pandas from the Washington Zoo are set to be returned back to China after being. It says here for more than 50 years. Mm. A great panda exchange. Ah, who knew? <laughs> who knew? Uh, Ginger's taking off. Ginger, good to see you. We'll see you. Um, we'll see you tomorrow. Um, I don't. I don't see the correlation, Disco, uh, other than to say that everyone in the studio is starting to look like the second picture. Um, but, but that's that's. Um, <laughs> And We're we, having a weight gaining contest here. But we <laughs> might as well at this point. Um, the the um, the next story that we've got, if this doesn't kind of show you where we are as a country right now, I I don't know. Well, actually, can I take a step back? Let me take a step back. I can. It's called this is my show. The dress code was rescinded or was reinstated. Excuse me. Reinstated, right? Is that official? Yes, official. Yes, official. Chuck Schumer agreed to it. I think it's just for the Senate floor, though. Okay. So in the building, you're good. If you're gonna if you're gonna go to the floor, you got to just use your your private office and and put something different on. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Back to this clip. So this is such a perfect example of kind of where we are as a country you know we talked earlier about how we see all this copious amounts of evidence piling up for the bidens and it's clear as day that there's something maybe some of it's not right maybe some of it's i I don't think that's true but playing devil's advocate maybe 20 percent of it's not actual or, or or there's it's taken out of context whatever but there's a lot there and the democrats will sit there and say there's no evidence there's no evidence this is dumb Republicans are evil, they're racist, they're bigots, they're xenophobes, they're all these things, even though it has nothing to do with the conversation that we're having. That's just how they play it. So you have that, and it's like, how is this possible? And then as Tom said earlier, well, you got to remember, this is a, a political movement, an ideology that does not understand genders. Deep, deep down, a lot of them do, but they're perpetuating this. The ones that we're about to show don't. But they were perpetu- they're perpetuating this problem by by pushing this ahead. And by the way, I'd love to know AOC's terms that she's going to use. Like, is she going to breastfeed? Is she a mother? Chest feed. Or is she going to chest feed? I want to know if she has a baby inside her right now. I just want to see the... Yeah, yeah I do too. Um, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> anyways, um, there... <laughs> Lots of speculation about AOC, lots of speculation about her relationship, but you've got, you've got this younger generation who's coming up who just literally 
cannot see reality. They, they, you can, reality can and does, in fact, smack them in the face every day. And they just grab their cup of coffee and march down the street, singing weird show tunes and thinking that there's 84 genders and that science doesn't exist anymore. I stood behind one of those in line at airport security. It was one of the most excruciating experiences of my life. It was, I don't, a non-binary kind of looked like a female, but had her headphones in and was doing this as she was standing in line. She was going like dancing like these really like quick like body movements now it's like oh dear god and she's like kicking her legs she looked like elaine when elaine the elaine dance i love the elaine dance she looked like that and i'm like you know she had the green hair she had the septum piercing she had the tattoos of like some sort of like Henry David Thoreau poem on her arm. And then like the, you know, the ubiquitous like pine tree on her other forearm. It was just like, it was, she was just such a, a, a stereotype of Gen Z. It was like, oh dear God, I can't believe that I'm behind this person. But I digress. <laughs> you digress. Well, the, uh, Disco, I'm sending you something, by the way. I almost played it a couple weeks ago, um, but... I'm sending it to you. Remind me on the Elaine thing, because we're going to come back to it. But you've got these kids, right, who are our kids. I don't know their age. It doesn't matter, because intellectually speaking, one, they look young. But two, intellectually speaking, they're toddlers when it comes to basic things. And they're at this World Economic Forum event of some variety. And they're talking about climate change and how... You guessed it, climate change, which is not a real thing, at least the way that's described, and how it affects gender. Did you ever know that climate change affect, affected gender? No. Yeah. Well, I kind of did. You know, I, I think for being a guy, most of us have experienced swamp ass. So Yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> but that's true. just regular class being in a human environment. <laughs> right. That's that, Yeah, that's most days in Florida. Uh Take a listen to this exchange and see if you can track and follow. And it's really interesting. Climate affects gender, gender affects exactly. climate. And Karin, you can speak to that a lot. You already sort of talked to us about this huge movement that you've created around queer and climate yeah. this week. Queer and <laughs> climate. This was, this was a Finkel and Einhorn moment <laughs> right there. It's like a... And and climate affects gender, and gender affects climate. Like, no, stop. Time out. No, it doesn't. Neither of those things are true. And you, did you just say queer climate? I mean, like climate queer. Yeah. Climate clear, queer. What what is going on? By the way, it's nice that it's it's okay to say queer again. Like we can play smear the queer again. We can do all sorts of stuff. Um, but that that is to me what is wrong with humanity and I cannot be convinced of otherwise. All right. So I'm going to attempt to try and draw the, the, the rationale. I'm going to jump into leftist mode here okay. and try it and see if I can manifest leftism and try and explain this trends with climate change and the change in the weather becoming progressively hotter over the years, especially this summer 
since we had record temperatures that have never felt never been felt like this on the planet earth before the fact is that that kind of heat has a more great it has a greater effect and a more devastating effect on trans women especially trans women who are menopausal because their hot flashes become greater and it also the the intense heat also has a horrible almost ungodly sort of issue when it comes to trans men because that amount of heat makes trans men's menstrual cycles that much more intolerable okay the mind of the leftist the mind of the leftist for those of you joining for the first time ever that's not tom's thoughts that's tom trying to enter into the mind of the leftist who just in that case says the climate affects gender and gender affects climate but see the thing so is- so can we just play on that though for a second because i i laughed at that earlier and i'm still laughing at it to be clear is that why everyone's going transgender? If they think that it can affect the climate, like just cut your penis off and you will save the planet. Like it like is is that part of the messaging? We have we have a clear problem. Everyone's established on the left that we have a problem. They, they've had to rebrand it every time because it's not really a problem, so they keep pushing it out under a different name and use different scare tactics with it. But is the latest one? All right, we need to divide the nuclear family. So let's tell everyone if if they if they do some sort of significant transition and or just think that they're a different gender we could save this thing we could save this planet yeah well that's why we're seeing the the rise we're seeing a right you know the rise in uh gender affirming care or you know transsexual surgeries amongst youth because what we're doing is not only are we mutilating them but we're also sterilizing them yeah and so now in kamala harris john Kerry, and a bunch of other leftists and bill gates especially talking about how we have to reduce the population okay so what's the best way to reduce the population mutilate your young to make sure that they can never have babies and what's the best way of doing that is the trend the the um transsexual movement or the gender transitioning movement What's the second best way? Abortion. Did you know that Planned Parenthood now <laughs> is the the second highest provider of hormones for children? Mm. No, I didn't. Yeah. So now you've got you've got Planned Parenthood that not only you know is, is going through you know was founded by Margaret Sanger for on the purpose of eugenics and thinning out the population especially the population populations of minorities but now it's gotten it gotten into the whole gender affirming care spectrum so you were talking about that you talk about wanting to control the population that's how they're trying to reduce the population by neutering people and then killing others yeah it's a it's a a stellar business model for the Marxists. It's a sick one. That's for damn sure. It's a sick one. We were just talking about Elaine a second ago. We were talking about crazy ass leftists who are just high on life, have no clue how reality works. I mean, they 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 just don't. 
and they're dancing, and then Tom was describing someone who essentially danced like Elaine Bennis. Disco, let's turn the volume down on this, just in case it's a song. We'll probably get knocked for it either way, but let's turn the volume down on it. We can just visually experience this together. Those of you listening in your car, you just got to come over and watch. But there was a baseball, I don't know which baseball team or minor league team this was, but they had like an Elaine Bennis dance-off contest. Yes. So it just made me think of it, because I almost pulled it a few weeks ago when I saw it the first time, and I've seen it a bunch of times since. Um, but let's 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 take a look and see how these ladies do. That's that chick who was standing ahead of me in line. I mean, both have been pretty good for. <laughs> There's a dude doing it, which you stop. I know. Get off the field. You look more like like um, Phoebe from. Phoebe. Nope, that's that's too genuine. Like that's too. She's too comfortable. This one probably needs to see someone. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> the first three though, the we're, first three were pretty damn good. Yeah, they were pretty spot on. Yeah, I don't know who ended up winning. Let's let's watch the first three back. But this one right here impressed me. I think she'd be fun to get a drink with, not in an appropriate way, like. Come have a drink with us. That one's got the rigidness. Yeah. This one's pretty good, too. Yeah. Yeah. And so is this one, who's actually where I think that's Elaine's dress. And then again, it gets to the gay guy. Um, <laughs> why, why do you have to do those things? Why is there always someone who does it like, all right, ladies, it's time for the Elaine Bennis dance-off contest. And then there's like, there's Gerald, who's like so excited. <laughs> oh my God, I can't believe that I'm here. <laughs> Gerald, sit the fuck down. This is for the women, okay? You're already trying to take their bathrooms over. You're trying to beat them in sports. Let them have an Elaine Bennis dance-off contest. He was wearing a Seinfeld baseball. Who has a Seinfeld baseball jersey? That guy. Gerald does. Gerald does. God, he's so gay. Gerald, get your shit together. <laughs> Here's someone who doesn't have their shit together. Yesterday we showed Britney Spears dancing with knives, oh, right? Yeah. Right, doing all of that kind of stuff. And I don't know if it was the same day. Apparently she's, she appears to be topless because you never see that. It's, it's like a cryptic, not going to show much. But then, then this one came out. Chewing that gum. Yep, definitely topless. Okay, but you can't see anything for those listening. Sounds like a sink. If you need me, I'll be in the tub. <laughs> but okay, no one asked. You just were dancing with knives. You all bruised up. You look like you're on drugs yet again. You're chewing your gum like a crazy New Jersey teenage girl. No offense to New Jersey teenage girls, but like someone from like Jersey Shore or something like that. And 
And it just, it, it, we all are concerned. But, I mean, she looks like because she was smoking hot to start, she's not in that category anymore, but she's not hideous yet. She's in like that transition of I've gotten big into methamphetamine and I'm moving into a motel right. that I'm going to call home, but I'm not quite all the way transitioned, but she's, she's really close. Yeah, there, I, I keep thinking like these are promos for a horror movie that she's starring in. And the horror movie is like somebody who's taken selfie videos of themselves and posted it online and all of a sudden ends up, you know, becoming, getting, uh, disappearing and it's a big mystery to try and find them until that you know they're finally like strapped down and there's like you know organ harvesting going on and they have to be saved i just keep hoping it's something like that that it's actually you know a promo for a movie that she's in but i know that it's not it's not this <laughs> yeah. is it that was just wednesday for her yeah there's definitely something She's not firing on all cylinders right now. No, she's not. Uh, second time during the show today, we talked about it earlier, just saw something pop up this time on, C on the CBS screen. We got lots of screens in the studio, but just saw it pop up. New GOP candidate, question mark, picture of Glenn Youngkin. Don't be shocked if, <laughs> if it happens. Yep. Don't be shocked. These at next all. six weeks are going to determine if there's any bounce in the polls, and if there's not, the Youngkin, especially if DeSantis, like I said, eats shit during that debate with Gavin Newsom. Oh yeah, then he's here toast. comes Youngkin. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Um, okay, so we've got another kind of just random thing. This is this is kind of in the same vein of Britney Spears. But have you seen? Have you you know how you like you can do a scratch pad on a tree? Have yeah. you seen this yet? Yeah. Okay. You can do a scratch pad on a tree and for for animals. I guess you could do it too. I do. I'm known to I'll find a corner and I'll scratch my back. Oh, Whatever. Yeah. I don't care. Like I don't have I would, standards. Yes. I would rather find like a tree or a corner of the wall. I will not ask a man to scratch my back, will you? No, I guess not. Oh well I'll, <laughs> No. I mean it's not my preference. Like I've had my son do it before. You know, but that's different. And no, I'm talking like a not a family member, yeah. but like you know, you've I think never I've maybe asked had me to scratch your back, and I've never asked you to scratch my. Well, back. Disco's saying he's scratched my back before, but I, in fairness, I, probably so. The question is, is did I ask you to, or did you just start doing it? I don't know. Either way, it's it's. You know what makes me really uncomfortable? I asked. He said, "Is when guys will come up behind you and just start giving you a shoulder rub." <laughs> and I'm like, "Bro, I've done that to you before, haven't I?" No, oh no. See, we, I'll do it just to make you. You uncomfortable. and I have this, you know. We, I'm a toucher. Oh, you I don't. Know. You don't like touching, so I've I've respected your boundaries. Exactly. Yeah. Mike doesn't like touching either, and I will put my hands on his crotch. I will touch all sorts of stuff. He's coming over Saturday, too. I'm going to grope the shit out of him. I'm going to be all... Uh, he thinks he's coming for a cigar. Uh, I'm going to get frisky. It's going to be It's going to be delightful. Because it's always... Uh, what is your problem? <laughs> How long do you have? <laughs> I've got all day. And if you give me cigars and booze, I tell stories. So I'll just keep going. Um, but anyways, all that to say, 
weird tangent, <laughs> but God, I would hate to see you on Molly. <laughs> if you're this touchy in real life, give me some MDNA. <laughs> I, I, I swear, man, when we were at RPs that one night, they gave me something. I don't know what they did. I don't know if she knew who we were and it was like, I'm a angry liberal and I'm going to get them. But I felt like something happened there. I don't think it was Molly, but at any rate, this bear looks like he could have been on it. He was real. He was real into this. So this Joker puts up one of those. I was about to say scratch and sniffs. It's not a stick. One of those scratch pads. Okay. On, on a tree and then films it and a bear comes. And I mean, I'm just telling you this in advance. If you've seen it, great. You're going to see it again. If you haven't, it's a crazy world out there. It's frustrating. It's scary. It's sad. It's all those things. If you're going to go through it, go through it the right way and live your life like this bear scratches his butthole on this tree. <laughs> Take a look. So there it is. You can see the owner putting it on. He's proud of it. Looks kind of like a cactus. Oh, and they, oh yeah, get in there. There we go. Yeah. Get it. I mean, he, at one, scroll, scroll back to go. Did he like look back at one point? Like he was so into that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's. He came across a, some chicken tikka masala and didn't agree with him. <laughs> yeah. No, he, he's clean now. I mean, he's, <laughs> he's gotten it all off of there now. Um, <clears throat> again, live your, have that kind of spirit, right? If you're going to do something, go all the way. And he, he went all the way. I don't even know if it's a he. In fairness, I might be misgendering the bear. <laughs> it could be a female bear. Well, it might be female, but the bear might identify as a male bear. <laughs> That's true. We don't <laughs> we don't know. Um, but wow. Um, okay. How many do we have? He scrolled. Okay, we got a de decent amount. Or I guess it ends there. Uh, I love just getting a cursor on the on the mouse. Let's go through. Um, let's go through some memes here. Let's do. Uh, it's, it's Thursday, which, if you're new around here, is our Friday. We have Coin Club tomorrow, but we don't have a full episode in the afternoon. Coin Club, 11 a.m. in the morning. You go to dbcoinclub.com to sign up. You get access to the Friday morning show. You get entered into contest. You get um, a, a challenge coin if you're a veteran or a first responder. You you uh, you get thirty percent off your membership for that. There's lots of reasons to do it. You also get access to all the other Red Voice Media premium content. You get no ads on the Red Voice Media website. Lots of reasons to do it. So go go check it out. DBCoinClub.com. That's where you sign up. That's where you watch. And that's where we will be tomorrow at eleven a.m. But for now, since it is Thursday, which is our Friday, we're going to do what we call that's meme tastic. That's, that's meme tastic. That's meme tastic. We should do that one more time. Okay. So we've got a spattering of memes. You know the rules. Sometimes they're good. Sometimes they're not. Disco puts it up. We talk about it. Lots of buzz lately about Travis Kelsey, the Chiefs tight end, who is a great football player, great tight end, who is now engaged in a romantic relationship with the oh-so-popular Taylor Swift. And this one, I think, lays out. He's also been a part of a Pfizer commercial, and it's got a picture of him with a Band-Aid and also him with 
Taylor Swift saying, either way, this dude is getting his heart broken. 100%. Myocarditis or your heart's getting broken by her. Definitely going to be a song about Travis Kelsey at some point. You know, this whole relationship. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Settle in, folks. Pour yourself a drink for this one. This whole relationship with Travis, Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift just seems a little bit odd to me. Considering Travis Kelsey's dating past, he had a specific type of female that he would go for. It almost seems like... Hmm, how should I put this? You know, let's do a hypothetical, okay? We're going to talk in hypotheticals, and I don't believe in this at all. I just want to make sure that everybody knows this is a hypothetical. Just say there was such a thing as the Illuminati. Okay. And the Illuminati wanted to take control of not only the United States, but also the world. And they needed other people to come into their circle to influence other people. Preferably males. It's preferably males in, you know, a a traditionally very masculine sport. So you serve up somebody from the Illuminati to draw them in. And then they pitch them on the idea of, you know what? This beer company has had some issues, but we got to normalize it again because we also have to normalize Dylan Mulvaney and the transgender movement because our whole idea is to make sure is that the population doesn't increase. So we have to keep mainstreaming everything. So why don't you be a pitchman for that too, as you're served up this, you know, magnificent morsel that we have for you. And then after that, why don't you become a shill for big pharma? Because that's also part of the way to depopulate the planet. You know, if I, if, just, you know, if just saying, if I was a conspiracy theorist and if there was such a thing as Illuminati, it's not so far fetched. <laughs> I mean, we're just doing memes, bro. That's um, Tom Cunningham, everyone. <laughs> Tom, is this next one yours? Yes. <laughs> Why don't you? Why don't you illuminate people on uh, this this next meme? Well, it's a jar of pills, and it's the uh, daughter from Family Guy, and she has green hair and a septum piercing, and the pills say they slash them, and underneath the girl with the green hair and the septum piercing, ugly people with no personality skills. Or skills. Or skills. Yeah, neither. Yes. No soup for you. I like it. I like it. Underrated show. That's a funny show. I would oh, yeah. I would lay around the hooch and watch that overseas sometimes, just you know, on, on replay, and it's it's pretty damn funny. It's pretty damn funny. Okay, I can see Michelle Obama hugging Hillary Clinton. Michelle saying, You smell like a corpse. Hillary, of course, saying back, I can feel your wiener. <laughs> true story. It's true. You know it's true. You know it's true. We got Ron Burgundy coming up. Not to brag, but I've satisfied every waitress that ever served me with just the tip. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> that's that's Ron Burgundy. Uh, uh, that's definitely him. What is this one? This was one of my Okay, speeches. please please read. We got a call. Go ahead. It's uh, women are in the forest around a cauldron, and it says, how come when men cook outdoors, it's called barbecuing, but when women do it, it's called witchcraft? <laughs> you know, they're, they're actually right on that. 
They're actually right. Fair point. Um, <clears throat> okay. We've got a Roman soldier watching the Roman Empire collapse again, but with Wi-Fi and memes this time. How often do you think about the Roman Empire? <laughs> Actually, more and more, more and more, because, yeah. Uh, okay, we got a nurse giving someone an injection, both of them in masks, of course. What variants does this protect me against? You're actually helping transgender Ukrainians fight global warming. <laughs> yes. Yes. That makes perfect sense to me. That makes 100% perfect sense to me. Okay, we got a um, two columns. It's, it's labeled Joe Speak. One column saying what he says, the column to the right, what it means. First one, here we go. Hey, Jack, which translates to angry lie incoming. Look, which translates to pay close attention to my lie. <laughs> when Joe says it's no joke, it actually means it's not the truth and it's not funny. When he says, period, lie emphasized. <laughs> True story equals made-up story. Come on, man, means you noticed my lie. Seriously means you can disregard what I'm saying. And God's honest truth translates directly to blasphemy. That's a pretty good— That is so accurate. It is really accurate. <laughs> yeah. I, it, That's one of the best answer keys that I've ever seen before. It's like the Rosetta Stone for Joe Biden. Yes. Yes, you can go along and, 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 and translate <laughs> what he's saying. You can also, with Joe Biden, you can turn it into a drinking game, which, be cautious. If you play one of those games, you, it's, a, it's a drink for each of those words. You're going to be shit-faced, um, for sure. Uh, so— <laughs> <laughs> you you know you go to these you go to these like carnivals or events and you'll have artists who 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 basically trick you the parents and screw you over by having the drawing stations or the painting stations face painting stations any of that kind of stuff well you've, you're looking over the shoulder of a dude who's got a canvas and on an easel and is painting or drawing excuse me the the young rotund <laughs> female in front and it's it's a larger young female and he has drawn Jabba the Hutt on there it is really cruel but it's also funny and I enjoy it and we should laugh more because our country's collapsing um Aaron Rodgers huge huge injury we've talked about it a lot fourth play fifth play whatever it was first game in New York after a super triumphant, cool, emotional, patriotic entrance onto the field for the Jets and for him specifically, he gets hurt, right? Well, shortly after the Jets quarterback gets hurt, we have a super expensive F-35 go missing. So this one's a little behind, but it's a, a combined $190 million of Jets lost in the last two weeks, and we've got the F-35 and Aaron Rodgers. Hard to argue. Hard to argue with that. Okay, keep it going. <laughs> All right, so we got Taylor Swift makes millions singing about her bad choices in men and then endorses Joe Biden. That one's not funny. That's just true. Just right. true. She's going to, to Tom's point earlier and to our extended conversation off the show today, going to play a big role for sure. Oh, yeah. She's already had, she has voter registration at her concerts. Yeah. No, no, and no one's really talking about that. I mean, yeah. there's been some discussion about it but that's a that's a big freaking deal 
Photos of Travis. Here we go. Four, we got four photos. Photos of Travis Kelsey scoring a six, meaning a touchdown, but they're using the number six on purpose because shows him in the end zone, shows him catching another one headed in the end zone, another one him high-stepping into the end zone, and then Taylor Swift. I take a little bit of issue with this. I don't think Taylor Swift is a six. I, I appreciate the joke. I think she's definitely higher than a six. Yeah, I think so, too. I, I don't, I'm not saying she's a ten. No, she's I mean, she's definitely more girl next door, but she is gorgeous. I mean, she's a gorgeous girl. She is. She's a mix of, uh, you know, Tracy Lords and Anton Lefebvre's daughter. OK, that's an interesting. <laughs> Did everyone jot that down? <laughs> make sure you make sure you jotted that down. Well, so that actually a good segue here, Disco. I don't know if this was purposeful or not. But talking about beautiful women, Taylor Swift, beautiful person. Politics, not so much. Uh, you've got this not-so-attractive person standing out with a sign, allegedly or apparently at a Hooters. And her says her sign says, women are not for decoration. And there's a hot Hooters chick, <laughs> which are rare and rare these days. I don't go there anymore, but for a long time, they've, they've kind of been changing. But she added the word some. <laughs> women... Yeah. Are some women are not for decoration next to it, dude? If, if this woman in that picture is just that, she's the total like stereotype of somebody who has a sign like that, and it's like, bruh, <laughs> yeah, you don't have to worry about anybody, you know, mistaking you for a decoration or even a chick. It's the same thing when you see like these abortion, you know, pro abortion rallies and stuff. It's always the ones who are the most vocal and the most in your face are the ones who on your worst drunken night wouldn't even think of approaching that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, hundred percent. That's so true. It's always true. Uh, we've got one here just suggesting a retirement plan. Four steps. Step one, move to Mexico. Step two, give up citizenship. Step three, come back illegally. Step four, step four. You're set for life. Again, Was that Harry Sisson. I hope not. <laughs> it, it looks like it looks. It look. There's a striking resemblance for sure. Uh, this one, you've definitely just got to be on a visual medium for. Uh, my bro's tattoo didn't turn out so good, and it shows an adult man's hand holding, um, or the kid's, the little baby's hand holding the dad's thumb. <laughs> But the translation looks like a hand holding a penis. That's definitely a that definitely looks like a penis to me. Yes. Um, let's just confirm. Let's just put that back up real quick, just to be extra sure. Yep, that's still a penis. That is not a thumb. That's on you though for for now. For now. Okay, we've got a blow up mattress. The dangers of marijuana. It's like a Amazon, you know, looking listing, and then it's got one star. And it says bed. The review says bed should look like beds. I ordered this when I was high because I thought it was a giant ice cream sandwich. It's not. It's a bed and not where it's not the $150 ice cream sandwich that I wanted. I thought that was great. That's a good one. You know, it just it was clean and simple. And as I kept reading through it, I, just, you know, I was tickled. It tickled me, Tom. It tickled yes. me. Tickled your fancy. Ooh, what is this? Yes. We, we asked AI to make a modern-day Mona Lisa, real slutty version. Amazing how they follow you around the room. <laughs> Is that yours? No. 
It wasn't? Okay. Uh -uh. How long before this happens? We got a can of Manwich original, Sloppy Joe, <laughs> and the new one, gender neutral <laughs> meat sauce. Yes. That's... General, gender neutral meat sauce sounds positively nauseating, doesn't it? Oh, my God. It? Can you imagine? I mean, even in your darkest day, David said Mona Lisa was this. Even in your darkest days, you're starving, you're poor because Biden has destroyed our economy. We're at war, whatever the case might be. And you're like, honey, what do we do? Well, I've got a can of gender neutral meat sauce. Mmm. Yeah. Why didn't you say so? Kids, come into the room. Come into the kitchen. Time for dinner. <laughs> uh, We're making sloppy non-binaries. <laughs> nah, nah. uh, next one. We've got the government. It will protect you from COVID as he's got his pants down, pissing on someone <laughs> on the face who is, who is responding back. Thank you. <laughs> Dude, that's one of the most broy memes I've seen in a long time. <laughs> it is. It, again, I mean, most of the reasons we show these memes is they're funny or they're true or both. That's that's very true. That's a lot of Americans who are out there. Daddy, tell me what to do. Do it, Daddy. Yeah. It just got dark. Uh, district officials introducing a new instructional initiative. The <laughs> Really? Squirt. Do you squirt is the question. Silent. S is for silent. Q is for quiet. U is for N or un. I for interrupted reading time. Do you have silent, quiet, uninterrupted reading time? Can we come up with a better tagline than do you squirt? Squirt. Squirt. Mm. Squirt. 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 <sighs> is this the last one? No, we got a couple more. Okay. Apparently, there's now parking spaces reserved for people who twerk at barbecues because it does <laughs> kind of look like that. <clears throat> and and if it's not, I know that I, the, the, allegedly that's supposed to be a, a baby carriage. Same question remains. Why are you twerking at your baby? I don't know. I don't know. Next next meme. <laughs> Just we got Bernie and and uh, Fetterman. I don't know who the other guys are. They don't matter. And he's just got a carpet cleaner. He's there. I mean, they're dressed up. They look like professionals, at least. He He's in a hoodie and some basketball shorts. Pretty good. Okay. Last meme. Last meme. There, there are no Nazis in Ukraine. Someone painting his face. Okay, there might be some, but not a lot. Continues to... Paint his face like a clown. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of Nazis, but it's okay because they're fighting on our side. Almost full clown face and hair. Just because someone was in the Waffen SS doesn't mean they're bad. Full <laughs> full clown face. Yes. Full clown show. That is us today. Uh, okay, we're going to skip the press conference today, but I want to wrap on this last thing real quick because this is not a meme, but I just saw this before before we, we went to this. You had someone, you know, everyone's got a service animal now. No, you don't. Yes, you're broken. Yes, you need help. Your your pet is not a service animal, though. Stop it. I've worked with service animals. They're amazing. And, and I've seen your animal, and that's not a service animal. But I digress. And if you need it and you need emotional help for it, that's great. Call it something different. Call it something different. But you had a fan who was... This, this seems like it should be happening here in Florida. But this happened in Philadelphia. Denied entry to Citizens Bank Park. Been to some concerts there. Because the person tried to bring in, 
Are you ready for it? An emotional support alligator. Yes. Here it was. You had him for seven years. You live in Florida? No, no, I'm in Pennsylvania. And how'd you how'd you come across them? Just walking down. I rescued the... thousands of alligators in Pennsylvania. Really? People get them, for pets? They get them for no, pets. They get them for pets. He was a wild alligator. He's a Disney baby. Where's he sleep? Sometimes in my bed. Sometimes in the pond. Sometimes under the table. Is there a Mrs. Uh, you? No. no. Okay. I can't believe I'm going to say this. Can I? Can I just? Yeah, pet him. Oh, yeah. He likes his chin rubbed. His chin rubbed? Yep. Yeah. He loves his chin rubbed. He does not bite. That. How do you know that? Because I've had him for seven years. He lives in my house. Lay down. Lay down. I'm just going to... Is it okay if I touch his back yeah, right here? Yeah, touch anywhere. Look, just rub. Wow. I can't believe I'm touching an alligator. No. No. <laughs> In in Philadelphia, which, again, there's weirdness there, but that's not an emotional support animal. But even if, okay, even if you think it's an emotional support animal, which, by the way, you having it for seven years and thinking it's safe does not make it an emotional support animal. It just makes it an animal that you're raising. Why would you ever think that it's going to go well to try and bring an alligator into a public base, a baseball game? You're seeking attention. That's the only reason why. It has to be, right? That's yeah. the only thing that's happening here. Did you imagine trying to bring, like, a, a jungle cat <laughs> into a basketball game? It's just not going to happen. Oh, this is my pet jaguar. Or this is my pet lion. It, yeah. It, yeah, I, just, the, I mean, it, it's foolishness to think that, you know, that a venue or, yeah, any kind of a venue is going to allow an alligator or a jungle cat in just for the simple liability because it's a wild animal. There's nothing domesticated. It's a fucking alligator. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Don't do it. Gosh, the bar is so low. It's it's not hard to be a normal human. It's, but it is still somehow. I I don't get it. (laughs) We're done. I can't take it anymore. Don't take alligators to public sporting events. Don't raise alligators either. That's just strange. Lots of questions there. RVM Roundup coming up next. Colonel Main is following that. We'll be at Coin Club tomorrow morning, 11 a.m. You sign up at dbcoinclub.com. You watch at dbcoinclub.com. We'll look forward to spending some time with you there. For some reason, you can't make it. We'll look forward to seeing you on Monday. Have a great weekend. Be safe. Be smart. Be free.
Biden and his cronies have lost over $3 trillion of America's retirement savings in 2022 alone. With inflation running rampant and the stock market crashing, do you have a plan to protect your wealth? Our friends at American Alternative Assets help you protect your retirement savings by rolling over your IRA or 401k into a gold IRA. Fact is, you can hold physical gold and silver in your retirement account while maintaining its tax-deferred status. Visit protectfrombiden.com today to get your free wealth protection guide. This guide will give you all the answers you need. American Alternative Assets is an A-plus and accredited member of the Better Business Bureau. Protect your savings now before it's too late. Visit protectfrombiden.com. Individual results may vary. There is no guarantee that past performance will be indicative of future results.